Pittsburgh, a city known for its brooding gothic horror. Between these three rivers flow rivers of blood, where they'll put french fries on your sandwich at Pramani Brothers or blood in your vodka at Elysium. This is the Stream of Blood podcast, and you're listening to Vampires of Pittsburgh, our ongoing Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. I'm Jared Logan, the storyteller, and I'm joined by Thomas Middleditch as Miles Vanderbuck, Ross Bryant as Curtis Krieger, and Ashley Birch as Jen Brown. You can watch our game streamed every week at twitch.tv forward slash stream of blood. Drink deeply, my friends, and enjoy. Good evening, SOBs, and welcome to a special Gen Con edition of Vampires of Pittsburgh. I am your storyteller and host, Jared Logan, and I'm so happy to have you all here today as the Anarch War begins in earnest. Tonight, it's very exciting. Our Gen Con attendee players are going to get to go into the world of Vampires of Pittsburgh that we've created on the stream. They're going to stab things, blow things up, shoot them with guns, and bite things. And they're going to break all of our toys. And we're going to see uh, how much they can just lay waste to the world of Vampires of Pittsburgh before we bring our all-star cast of Thomas Middleditch, Ashley Birch, and Ross Bryant back in on Saturday. So uh, since we have a limited time to uh, complete this incredible uh, Anarch War adventure, I'm going to start bringing in your cast uh as uh the vampire lexi fox please welcome john broody hey lexi is a toreador he's a huge rock star and a little bit of a loose cannon very good i have uh anthony tasnick as bruno siciliano good evening bruno pulls up on his bike wearing his gang leathers covered in tats a very large gentleman balding on top Older than most vampires you've seen before. Beautiful. I've got Sean Doremus as Oliver Sorensen. Yeah, Oliver Sorensen is the best dressed Malkavian sociopath you've ever met. Doesn't have time for the Camarillas bullshit and uh, just wants to have a good time. Excellent. I've got Amanda Golly as Rosie Jensen. Rosie is a bruja. She is a large... Woman dressed in motorcycle leathers with a pink mohawk, um, very into punk culture, and she also pulls up on a bike. Damn, these guys, it, it's a biker gang. It's a biker <laughs> gang versus the Camarilla tonight uh, with a, a couple assorted rock stars and well-dressed Malkavians. Um, uh, as Hershey, please welcome Ryan Forbes. Hello, Doc Hershey is a Malkavian vampiric doctor. He rolls up wearing night trial black leather gloves. Or all latex, I guess, and like a surgical mask. Great. Wow. I mean, this adventure takes place in 2019, but how forward that Dr. <laughs> Dr. Hershey is. Uh, and finally, uh, I think he's ready. Uh, please welcome as uh, Jackson Miller, Mr. David Robbins, everybody. Hey, everyone. Uh, Jackson is a caitiff from Milwaukee. Uh, hiding out from the cam uh, within the Anarchs, uh, being falsely accused of Diablery. Very good. 
Guys, thank you so much for being a part of this uh, game tonight. Let's get right into it. At the end of the last episode of Vampires of Pittsburgh last night, the Anarch Revolution in Pittsburgh began. Curtis Krieger and Jen Brown took the reins, uh, the, took the leadership of the Anarch Revolution and decided that it was time to strike tonight. And so your characters were all part of that Anarch rabble that was listening to them make speeches and kind of decide the direction that the Anarch movement would go. And it was decided that tonight in Pittsburgh, heads would roll, the Camarilla leadership would be pulled off of its perch. And so right now you are at the Carry Blast Furnaces. The Carry Blast Furnaces are an old abandoned industrial site where there are these giant furnaces that are serving as sort of a, a, a camp, a, a, a staging ground for the Anarch revolt that is happening tonight. And you all have been picked as a team to uh, undergo a very special and important mission for the revolt that is taking place tonight. And here to give you your marching orders and to give you your mission and let you know what your mission is, is the new leader of this Anarch movement, Mr. Curtis Krieger. <laughs> hey. How's going, everyone? <laughs> Ryan is Curtis Krieger, everybody. Give him digital claps. <laughs> yes, yes. Elegant, yeah. elegant. <laughs> yeah, adorable. Um, okay, yeah. Not a lot of time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, okay, if y'all have been gathered up, I think... Uh, They're standing yeah. in front of you. You've got, you know, you're on top of that van in the middle of the carry blast furnaces courtyard and right. this group has been brought to you and you have a very special mission in mind for them curtis let them know their mission all right damn it listen we don't have a lot of time the clock is working against us and so i was told you were a batch that can make things work under pressure we're just fucking crazy enough to get stuff done when the chips are down and if things are about to go down Look, we're going to have to split up into groups, and you're in charge of something incredibly important. I need you all to go downtown. The six of you are going to go right into the belly of the beast. You are the ones that I need to go to U.S. Steel and extract Adelaide Ross from Elysium. Your mission tonight before sunup is to make it down to U.S. Steel, find entry, get into her offices or gain access to her, and bring her down. Bring her back to the furnaces, in torpor or out. Doesn't matter, as long as she comes back here and under your control. Now, for those of you who haven't been so lucky as to enter those premises, you can either enter through the elevators in the lobby. Now, those will only take you so far, though. Elysium is on the 60th floor of the U.S. Steel Building, but the elevators will only take you up to about the 57th floor, where you got a switch on the sky deck level to take you up there. You'll need a key. Now, the security guards have it, but only the ghoul security guards. You can notice them by the fucking tattoo they got on their neck. Ghouls. But they're the only ones. If you can snatch the key off them or get one of them in your, their, your power, that's the only way you can gain entry that I can think of. Now, Adelaide's actual offices on the 61st, 62nd, 63rd floor. I should know. I've been in and out several times. Now, there's another way up but it's through the parking deck in the basement. There's one elevator that'll take you all the way up to Elysium, but you need a full hand scan to get in. 
and that's guarded by a ghoul as well. Listen, I know this is hard. We haven't had a lot of time to plan. We haven't had a lot of time to <laughs> make choices. We just got to make hard choices and make them fast. And that's what I need you to do. While the rest of us are out dealing with other problems and starting fires as, they, uh, as need be, you're going to cut off the head of this beast. Are you with me? Are you going to do it? So you can cut the fucking leash that's been trying to tow us behind him for your entire unlife? Yeah. Yeah, consider it cut. <laughs> hey, is this, is this Adelaide? Lexi just smiles and thinks to himself, she hot? <laughs> this is something you think or say. No, I'm saying it. <laughs> hey, Lexi's I'm got but like a, a feather boa and leather pants and a big oversized cowboy hat. It's like Vince Neil out of the 80s. <laughs> Um, <laughs> bullshit is that? <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of look you up and down. I'm like, yeah. Uh, Curtis, don't you don't care I've, about. I've seen Howard. Collateral damage as much as possible, it sounds what you're looking for. So you don't care who's left living in this building. I just care that she's back. What you do is up to you. You want her in one piece, though. Might be preferable to know things that she knows. What matters is that she comes back. Oh, yes. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, Curtis. I heard maybe. Curtis is giving you your marching orders. Curtis, thank you so much, Ross. And uh, I can answer any other questions you have. Um, You've gotten your mission. Any final advice for them, Curtis? Any final send-off you want to give them? (laughs) Or, 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 you know, just a a smoldering look is fine as well. Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <clears throat> just let's just uh um so yeah hop off the hop off the the car just kind of like hint hint like this meme all around <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> nice. and uh just like here's hoping we all live to see the sun go down and then uh turn turn and walk and as i go ruby kind of pipes up and just like in a very encouraging way um another digital round of applause for ross brian as mr curtis rieger ross i love you good uh, luck we're gonna take curtis out now and i am going to give you uh let's see it's 4 15 right now i think 15 minutes to plan if you don't need all 15 minutes no problem planning can include casing the joint right like you could say Hey, my anarch buzzes by on his motorcycle and tries to notice this or notice that. That's completely fine as well. And just to make sure that it's a little bit orderly, I'm going to go to you one by one and you can kind of give, you know, your thoughts on maybe how to plan this attack. So, uh, and just to review, um, because I know sometimes there's a lot of information coming at you all at once. I'm going to repeat what Curtis said. Adelaide Ross is the Prince of Pittsburgh. Your job is to go to the U.S. Steel Building and drag her out of it and bring her back to the Anarch Camp. There are two ways to get into the U.S. Steel Building through the main lobby, but that only leads up to another bank of elevators where you need a key from some ghoul guards or through an elevator in the garage. But that requires a hand scan from one of the ghoul guards. Um, You want to get up to the floors where Adelaide kind of makes her haven and where Elysium is located. And those floors are floors 60, 61, 62, and 63. Um, so that is what he told you. Um, so I'm going to call on you each one at a time. And if you have a question, 
Uh, you can ask me. I can kind of play Curtis or, you know, the other Anarchs who know things. Um, and if you want to do something to kind of help pre prep for this, you can tell me that you're doing that. And if you want to just kind of suggest something to the group, you can do that. So let's start with Lexi Fox, who uh, definitely is a character I feel like it has no problem speaking first. No, absolutely not. So Lexi's sitting with his um, part of his entourage. He brought little Bo Pete, his sheep along. He pet his sheep. He goes, muscles, muscles and uh, guns aren't really my thing. But I can I can talk my way. And if I bring my guitar here, I can probably put on a pretty good performance to distract some of the ghouls that we need or anybody. But I'm leaving the muscles and the guns up to you guys. When Adelaide, though, when we get to her and she sees these steely blue eyes, he lifts up his sunglasses. She'll just melt in Lexi's hand. And I blow a kiss. All right. So a lot of you are probably feeling less sure about this mission now. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably a little worried uh, that um, your team of commandos has been saddled with a rock star, but maybe he is a weapon that can be used in the right circumstances. Bruno Siciliano, your take on the mission or any thoughts, things you'd like to prep, anything? Uh, I want to take a ride into the parking garage and see if I can get an idea how you get in and out and find that, uh, find that elevator as I'm driving around. I think that that is completely a good idea. And so we're going to handle this now. Where is, when is this happening chronologically? Um, I don't know. We can figure that out later. But uh, safe to say that Bruno kind of cruises through. He cruises uh, down into the parking garage, cruises around and back out, and just tries to kind of case that parking garage entrance. And Bruno, you do get. Uh, eyes on that extra elevator. There's a freight elevator, and then you see an elevator that's oddly guarded. It's got a security guard right beside it, and you you uh you see that keypad, you see that hand pad, and I would like for you to make an intelligence plus technology roll. If you make this roll, no wait, all you need, all you need are two successes. If you make this roll, you'll know something very important about that keypad. If you don't, you, you'll you tell your fellow Anarchs what you learned. One success. One success. Not enough to know the special thing about the keypad, but you at least know that there's only one guy down there right now. There's only one guy. And his arm looks like a chicken bone that I could snap off to use his hand. I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, he doesn't look like much of a problem for Bruno. Um, Oliver Sorensen, it is your turn. What would you like to add to the planning or, uh, you know, would you like to make any suggestions? Well, I'm thoroughly confused, uh, at the presence of a sheep and or a guitar in our party as they don't seem to have any kind of utility <laughs> in uh, this situation or in the world at large, but, um, <laughs> in the world at large. <laughs> I'm uh, very interested in knowing the uh, situation regarding that freight elevator because I feel as if taking a hand off of somebody is easier than taking down a unknown number of ghouls. So I would like to, just to be sure that the freight elevator seems like the best option, I would like to case the other elevator and uh, have okay. a drift path. So there were two elevators down there. One is a this is in the garage kind of under the US Steel building. One is a freight elevator. It's like a normal freight elevator. And the other one is this special elevator that Bruno just cased uh, where there is a ghoul and a hand pad. So which one are you looking closely at? 
The one in the lobby. Oh, no, you're going to the lobby instead. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to see if I can have a pass by the lobby and see how that elevator looks from the That's bottom. a great idea. Okay, great. Um, let okay, me see. Oh. Um, I think that if you give me a wits plus investigation role, um, you can find out something about how that elevator works. Okay. And I'm going to go, um, listen, uh, every success over two gives you an extra clue. I mean, every success over one, sorry. So two successes gives you a clue. Three gives you two clues, et cetera. Okay. Uh, three successes. Hey, there we go. Two clues for you. Um, you find out two things. One is that those elevators, they don't have buttons like on the wall. The security team in the lobby, they're the ones that send you up to your floor. You tell them where you're going, you get in, and they send you directly to that floor. That's clue one. Clue two is that none of the security team in the lobby have those little tattoos that Curtis mentioned. That means that they're probably not holding keys that you need to get up to the higher floors. Um, okay, that is what you found out and a useful turn that was. Let's talk to Jackson Miller. Jackson, what, what would you like to contribute to our little war party here before the, uh, the uh, mission gets going in earnest? Well, I think to uh, have too many people like casing the the elevators in the parking deck are, is probably a bad idea. Tip our hand a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to suggest that, look, going in the lobby, just like uh, Oliver said, unknown quantity of guards or ghouls and the elevators only get us so far. I don't think that's the way to go. Going down to the garage, taking the elevator takes us straight to the floor we need to be at where we got to take out one guy even though they might see us on security cameras is probably the way to go. That's okay. So you're, you're suggesting the parking garage. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Excellent. Um, uh, let's move to doc Hershey. Uh, and you guys will have a little bit more time to discuss if you need it after we go through each of our, uh, player characters here. So doc Hershey thoughts. Yeah. So conversely to Lexi, who's like the super cool rock star, doc Hershey looks like the nerdy professor also doesn't fit in this elite group of commandos. So he he goes at some point during this, during this discussion, I have two questions. Uh, one, we are going to die again. And two, whose hand? Did, does it matter what hand? Did we figure that out? Um, well, uh, I think Curtis told you that it had to be, or maybe he didn't, but I'm telling you, if you need more information, that it must be operated by the ghoul uh, security force. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but a, a really good question. Um, just to confirm it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, no, no. That's yeah. that, that was a good question. Um, we're, we're, you know, it's all about getting clarity before you start acting. Right. Right. So any other questions or prep that you'd like to do? I think then he would try sort of some investigation, um, go to the, something like the, the Pittsburgh Records office website or something and see if he can search up some plans of the building. Maybe there's something ah. that's been registered with the city. I'll allow it. I bet he's not going to the record office in the middle of the night. Oh, but no. Like there was it's all online, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's 64 stories high. So you were told that the uh, Elysium and Adelaide's uh, offices are in 60 through 63. So uh, there's kind of like an extra kind of roof story um, with a helipad that became defunct in the 90s. Um, it's constructed as a triangle. Um, and, uh, it's constructed of black glass and steel. 
the building infrastructure, like the uh, heating and cooling, electrical, water columns, are set into an interior triangular core, which traverses the length of the construction. And access, access to these is possible most easily from the basement or the roof. Actually, looking at the plans, you see that it's most possible from the sub-basement, right? You could get into that triangular core if you wanted. Um, and uh, these systems are largely computer-controlled. Lobby has a bank of eight computer-controlled express elevators. There are no call buttons. Uh, we've already covered that from uh, when uh, Oliver kind of cased the place. And... Um, it does appear to have security. Um, and I think you could get all of that for free just by oh. taking the time to kind of look up building plans and things like that. Okay. So uh, maybe that's helpful or maybe it's uh, a bunch of uh, extra info. Uh, it depends on how you utilize it. I'm going to move to Rosie Jensen. Rosie. <laughs> by the way, Rosie's my daughter's name. <laughs> nice. So do her proud. Um what what would you like to do to kind of prep or or to kind of uh, you know explain to people your your strategy for this mission? Well, I can talk or I can fight, but I'm not that good at sneaking. So if we go in, it's going to have to be fairly in the open. But uh, while well, I was wondering, that handprint could it be any hand, or does it have to be a living hand like a cell phone? Ah, um, Rosie, a very interesting question. Why don't you give me a intelligence plus an occult role? And, uh, and you can add a die because you've basically already had the idea, but I'm going to give you a bunch of information if you get this. And I need only one success because you already kind of thought of the issue. One success. That's enough. Um, Rosie uh, brings up the very good point, and uh, this is easily forgot uh, sometimes by the kindred, especially anarchs. Uh, you guys have to get pink sometimes before you can use your electronic devices. That's going to apply to that handprint. So that handprint not only has to belong to the ghoul on duty, but he can't be dead already. He's got to be alive. So ripping off his arm is probably not a smart way to go about that. What if he's really, really fresh and um, dead? There you It'll go. Be fine. I mean, It'll be fine. We can keep him alive. I'm not worried about it. I'm good at that. Uh, so here we are. It's, uh, we have three yeah, minutes till we're going to start the mission. Does anybody have any final preparation instructions? Uh, I make phone call. Okay. I'm calling the local chapter of the Iron Horseman and letting them know now's the time. To go start the fires, baby. Okay, great. And uh, you're telling basically your um, your uh, sorry. Are they your retainers or allies? They're your allies, right? They're my allies. Great. And where do you want them starting fires? N not in the U.S. Steel Building, but anywhere else other than the building I'm that we're coming back to. I think as many fires as they can go, have a good time. I'll owe them one, and I'll take care of them. Great. I think as you're, uh, as, so you're keeping the police away. I get, I see what you're, I see what you did there. Um, basically as you guys are pulling out and by the way, you still have a little, you have two more minutes to do a little prep, but, um, uh, as you're pulling out of, uh, carry blast furnaces and dri driving through the city toward the U S steel building, you see a lot of cop cars kind of zipping back and forth, uh, heading, uh, 
heading to some uh, burning down, bur- burnt down buildings. Some classic Detroit shit right there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so, RoboCop. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm wearing my RoboCop shirt. In fact, nice. Ah, oh, beautiful. Okay. So I am. Uh, I am uh, Oliver. Go I'm ahead. Quite. I am quite interested in the possibility of uh, perhaps going through the utility core as it seems to be. Um, the least watched of the options we have before us. Um, yes. <clears throat> I have no problem keeping him alive if we need him alive. Lexi's got more than just his good looks. Well, it's I'm, time I'm for sure us to do. make yeah, it's time. It's time for us to make a decision. No, I'm sorry, guys. Don't let me don't let me interrupt you too much. Um no, it's you're time fine. for us to make a decision. Um, it's time to start the, uh, it's time to start the raid. It's time to go and pull the prince out of her ivory tower, or I guess in this case, obsidian tower. So, um, are you going to the parking garage and, uh, what is it? Is there a consensus here? Should we all go the same direction or we can split up? Okay. So what I'll say about that is, um, I, if everybody really, really wants to do it, I might try it, but it may give us a little less playtime each, right? Because you know split how this works time. when you split yeah, the party. No, let, let's just split go as one group. Yeah, I agree. Okay, great. Um, your uh, let's they gave you a van, so uh, but you know, if you want to be outriders on your motorcycles, by all means, by all means, I, I'm um, on the I'm on my bike. Yeah. I'm on my bike. <laughs> okay, great. If anybody wants to ride? There's room on the bitch seat. That's. <laughs> No, I'll take the van. I want to throw some off. horns at her. I'm like, <laughs> Rosie's got I it. I don't understand what what is a bitch seat. <laughs> where a female dog sits. Um, In a matter of speaking, no. yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right, Lexi, are you bringing the sheep or any of your routines? No, I'm. I'm gonna leave the sheep there because little Bo Pete gets ragey, and I don't want him to kill anybody. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna give him give him a nice pet and a kiss on the head, and I'm gonna leave him a bottle of Jaeger because he likes Jaeger right. the most. So um, I'm gonna your, take the van. Your vehicles cruise down the street toward uh, your your mission location, and you see it looming over you. It truly is a foreboding building. If you've ever seen it, it it truly is just the scariest looking. Definitely vampires work in their building, um, and you know uh, some of the anarchs refer to this place as the Dark Tower. Uh, but there it stands before you, the USX Tower, the U, uh, formerly the U.S. Steel Building. And you can see where you can go down into the parking garage. So are we taking our vehicles down there? I think so. Yes. If that's okay. all right, that's, that's the consensus. Should we drive directly in? It's a yes. public building. I drive in. Yeah, it's public. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, you drive in and, uh, you know, you have to um, perhaps hilariously... Uh, you know, the little things about the modern world that vampires also have to do when they're on a blood mission to kill a prince is you all have to kind of pay for parking and take the little ticket. That's uh, a- <laughs> and then uh, your van and your cycles are down in the bowels of the building. And uh, because you've already sent Bruno, uh, and I believe also, uh, I Bruno might have been the only one to go down into the basement, right? So Bruno, you can kind of point out where that elevator is with the ghoul. Uh, no one has found, you know, where the access to the sub basement that gives you access to the core is yet. So you'd have to look around a little bit for that. 
Uh, but it sounded like the party was going to try to overpower this ghoul. Is that correct? We could. I think we're right for the ghoul. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me know who's doing this. If you, want to try, if you want to try a non-lethal me- me- uh, method, Lexi can um, Lexi can entrance the ghoul. You might want to make as little noise as possible until we can't. Uh, next snap is not that loud. Uh, so, so I could have. I could Bruno is heading ghoul. toward the ghoul. He looks over his shoulder. Lexi says, eh, "We'll see who gets him first. I'm following. Well, fair enough. Already <laughs> <laughs> the rabble are acting like rabble. Um, oh no. Okay. Um, so the guy is standing there. Um, he does look kind of like a scrawny geek, a young guy who, uh, who's you know kind of just keeping his post. Um, he's got the official USX security uniform on. Uh, you know, it's like a jacket with USX on it and like the little security hat. Uh, he's got a talkie, walkie-talkie on his hip. And he's in like a little booth beside this elevator, and he immediately clocks you as you start walking toward him. And um, I think that he can definitely see Bruno, uh, Lexi, or you being um, surreptitious. Lexi's going to hang back and see what Bruno does first. Okay. Lexi's a bit of a coward, so. Um, uh, Bruno, um, as you walk forward... um, what are you what are you doing you are now visible he is now looking at you oh i'm gonna go up and brutal feed on him okay great (laughs) um so uh, as as he's walking towards towards him uh i'm still behind the wheel of the van i'm going ahead and assuming i'm driving because i'm the smartest and uh i'd like to just, just gas the van and run it into a pillar as he's approaching to attempt to shake him Doggle's still to, in the van too, and he'll be like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> to shack to shock or distract our guard, right? Correct. Um, are we okay, get the guard out the van. Okay, I love I actually think these are interesting. So we're gonna roll for all yeah. we're gonna roll for all of this. And l- let me know if anybody has anything they want to add to it. Yes, Jackson. Um, I want to come out of the, the van kind of at the same time that Bruno did, um, or if he's on a bike or whatever, but I'm gonna like a raptor kind of come from the side. If Bruno's coming straight at him, I'm going to kind of circle around and come from the side from peripheral. So while the van is crashing and Bruno's coming straight at him, I'm out of the side. You got his flank. Yep. Um, uh, Dr. Hershey, uh, yes. uh, Rosie, what do you think of all this? Uh, look, it's it's completely fine to say I'm holding back because maybe that'll keep your character out of danger for right now. But it's also fine if you want to join in or or try to try to change something someone else is doing with your action. Yeah. I mean, like Oliver kind of came up with a cool way to maybe make things a little more complicated for the guard. Yeah. So Hershey's staying in the van. I'm probably going to go up and flank with Jackson. Okay, great. So three people are coming at this guy right now. Um, What he's going to do is he's going to attempt to just activate his alarm because uh, Bruno never got pink. So he is a big bearded corpse walking toward this guy who has a lot of experience with vampires. He knows what they look like. He knows how to spot him, spot them. That's the reason he was planted down here. So here's what he's going to do. He's going to roll his wits plus technology to see how quickly he can uh, just set off the alarm. And you guys are going to roll your attacks right um if i notice him reaching for the alarm can i uh try a leap at him uh you have soaring leap do you not same here same here okay i think that you guys can attempt that 
So it'll be kind of like your if you guys if you guys get enough successes on this. So so keep in mind, all he has to do is press a button. So right. I think all he has to do is get one success, right? I think but, so for that. But I'm gonna let you guys cancel out his attempt if you can each get at least two successes each, meaning like basically Jackson and Rosie like leap out of nowhere from either side of him, grab his arms, and then Bruno comes in and does the brutal feed. Okay. So you guys each need two. He only needs one. Does that sound fair? Do we understand the stakes? Mm-hmm. Yep. Here we go. His uh so everybody can roll, and then I want to know. I'm gonna I'll call on you to tell me how many successes you got. Um, oh, do you need to know what your dice pulls are for these? Yeah, because there's yeah, no. What are we rolling? Okay. Um, I think that um, since you are doing a like a soaring leap, uh, Jackson and Rosie, um, I think that that's uh, you know it's a free ability you have. But let's see if there's a they recommend a dice pull for it. And we're starting at one hunger, correct? Right. Um, that's right. You're all starting at one hunger. I want a strength plus athletics roll from each of you. You're not really brawling with him so much as you were like leaping across many yards to like kind of grab him out of nowhere. Um, Oliver, I want a, I want a, um, drive plus dexterity, a dexterity plus drive roll from you and your successes will kind of cancel out. Uh, my vamps successes or my ghoul successes because you'll distract him. And uh, Bruno, I mean, you know how to brutal feed. You know what your dice pull is for that? Uh, yeah, and I just oblivious. wait. Don't tell me yet. Oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> don't tell me because because if these guys don't manage to hold him and stop him from activating the alarm, you may brutal feed, but he may still get that alarm off. Okay, <laughs> here he goes. He's gonna just reach for his alarm and press the alarm button on his walkie. And I know how many successes he got. So now let's see that car crash. Oliver Sorensen, how did you do on your drive uh, plus uh, dexterity roll? Dose successes. Okay, great. And so suddenly the van goes like through the parking lot and smashes into a pylon. There's an As it happens, I, I, I turn to Doc and I say, it's the logical thing to do. It's <laughs> just a stupid thing to do. <laughs> um, yeah, like the van is like smoking and there's this enormous like cacophony of smashed metal. And now, Rosie, how'd you do on your leap? Three successes. Very good. That's enough. And Jackson, how did you do on your leap? There we go. And Bruno, uh, I think I know, but how'd you do on that brutal feed? Uh, seven successes with a crit. <laughs> seven successes with a crit. So, double crit, actually. You suck it yeah. up. <laughs> I can tell you our ghoul only got two successes to just press a button quickly on his uh, walkie-talkie, which were already kind of... So basically, Oliver's action like distracted him at the key moment. Suddenly, he showed Rosie, his neck. Yes, suddenly Rosie and Jackson just had him, and he's like, no, 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 and then Bruno is on him, and it's a brutal feed, so it happens in, like, one turn, and it's a crit, so he is not just fed on, he, I think he's, um, he's dead, he's dead, Bruno just, like, comes up from the body, like, ah, blood and gore, like, dripping from your jaws. I hold it, I hold his corpse, and I make sure my friends get a little bit of blood, too, spray it at him from the arterial. (laughs) Uh, very oh, good. Lexi's, disgusting. <laughs> Lexi's like, no, gross. Um, okay, so uh, what now, everybody? That's the end the of hands. that little encounter. Um, 
I'm going to rapidly drag his hand toward his his hand to the thing. Hold um, it up on the. So the one thing I want to mention is because Bruno decided to spray you with arterial spray, Jackson and Rosie can no. Uh, you're now covered in Bruno as well. Of course, you're now covered in blood. So uh, that's, yeah, that's un unless you find a really good shower, it's going to make it impossible for you to move among normal people. Okay. Um, in addition to, you know, not remembering to get pink, you need to remember to wipe the gore and blood off of yourself. <laughs> so, um, okay. What's next guys. Uh, you're looking at a hand scanner. Um, the almost headless body, cause it's been bitten so hard. The neck's almost gone body of the ghoul guard, uh, and an elevator that's like lit with a little light from above. As I approach this mess after getting out of the ruined van, I just walk past Bruno and covered in his blood. I just look at him and I say, that was unwise. And That's continue it. towards the elevator. I agree with Oliver. I'm going to hang with Oliver. The Tell hand, the hand. Driving. Let's, yeah, we got to take the, the hand. And drag, drag, I'm dragging the, the body with the hand and trying to stick I'll, his hand up on the thing. Okay. I'll help him drag the body <laughs> while trying not to get bloody. So I believe we mentioned this. We said that the ghoul needed to be alive That's in order that. to use the hand. That's why I wanted to go non-lethal, but someone someone jumped ahead. Well, that's how <laughs> anarchs work together sometimes. Poorly. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the nicest storyteller that ever lived. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll this die. Because it feels like, you know, I don't think Bruno would just, you guys didn't sit there for 10 minutes and look at the body. You immediately dragged the body over, right? right. Mm -hmm. So if if I roll this and it gets a let's say six or above, then he hasn't gone cold when you press his hand against the scanner. And let's see if it works. Oh, this is going to be good. Boom. Ding. The elevator lights up and it opens. Oh, that was lucky. still unwise. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I what I've heard my whole life. This is a three hundred. My cellmate used to tell me I was unwise. Didn't end well for him. <laughs> um, the elevator stands before you. Um, where would you like to go? To get inside the elevator. In. Immediately walk into the elevator. Is everybody getting in? Yes. Stand into the back corner. I, I still dragging the guy with me because we might need his hand again. Uh, great. I think I don't think it'll be useful anymore. But you have the body of the ghoul, and you are now all standing in the elevator. As the body in the hand is worth two in a bush. <laughs> As the doors close, I look over at Bruno and just say, your table manners are horrible. Uh, so I've been told his beard is all covered in blood. He's like, mm, yeah, throws out a little chunk. Um, so as as the uh, as the elevators start to close, suddenly the walkie talkie on the um, uh, ghoul's body squawks at you uh, and you hear a voice go. Are you coming up? What's happening? Uh, I'm going to hold my finger to my lips, grab the talkie, the walkie, and uh, press the talk button and like, like rub all over the mic to like create some static and then let go of the mic as if the talkie, the walkie is malfunctioning. Okay. Oh, Ooh, what a very fun little uh, ruse. Jackson, why don't you roll some? Manipulation plus technology for me. A sure. dice pool I've never used. Sure. <laughs> um, Jackson, I don't know if this would trick somebody. Uh, so I'm going to roll, roll this guy's intelligence. And you roll your roll. And let's see who wins. That seems fair. 
better than saying we're all fine here. We're All six of us. We're we're here. Good. Jackson, my uh, my guy on the other end got two successes. How many did you get? Uh, I would have less. I have one. <laughs> um, well you, uh, this guy, uh, this guy tips his hand a little bit too because you hear him go fuck and say like uh, shut off the walkie. Okay, so people know you're here. Um, you have the elevator uh, console in front of you. You have uh, the you know where you can go. Um, it goes down into the sub basement if you'd like. You know that you can access the core there and perhaps other things. And there's also uh, you know the option to go up to sixty here, up to sixty. Upper down. Is there, is there a hatch on the roof on the ceiling of this elevator leading into the shaft? Out of curiosity. <laughs> Yeah, you would need technology to kind of get it all open because it's usually tools that are used to kind of, you know, get out of an elevator into the shaft. But uh, if you guys, I mean, you guys have a lot of potence among you, so uh, maybe you could just rip it open if you'd like. I'll, I'll just keep my eyes on it till I make a decision. They know we're coming. Want to try the alternate route through the basement? Uh, pick pick something or I'm Let's going go up and killing Let's this go up. Yeah. Okay, you hit up right. and it's not moving yet. It's not moving. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to make you search for this. You see that there's a little area where a key card must go in. Hmm. Right. Oh, I guess we're not going up. But somebody who's already bloody pocket. like two. Yeah. I, you I look at the ghoul's body. Is that what you said? Yeah, I look in his pocket, see if he's got a key card on him. Hey, you know what? Rosie pulls out the card you guys need. Uh, and once that's slotted in, you can go up. Do you still want to go up? I'm all yeah, for it. Yeah. yeah, I think so. All right. As soon as, our the party... as soon as the elevator begins to go up, I'd like to try my hand at that hatch and hide on top of the car in case things go south. Okay. Yeah. Can Great. Doc help out with that? He was eyeing it too. Um, I just want to mention, uh, Bruno, your hunger is now zero, by the way, um, because you brained a man in one round. Um, <laughs> and there was probably a little bit of Vitae in him as well. Um, so you're all in there. Some of you are completely covered in gore and blood. Uh, Oliver's feet are like dangling in front of you for <laughs> a minute. And the elevator is playing like the girl from Ipanema. Like, he's singing along. You can't see Oliver's head up, up, like working his way and thing, but you hear this is my favorite song. Um, <laughs> Oliver, give me a, uh, I think a dexterity plus technology roll to get out onto the top of this elevator shaft. Okay. Let me know when you want it. I'll give you uh, a boost. I want it now and I want two successes or you're not able to get the hatch open. You get two successes. Um, Oliver, you climb out onto the top of the elevator shaft as it is moving up to floor 60. And, um... Let's do this. I'm going to take this time to hide behind um, Rosie because I know I'm not too strong and she looks like the toughest amongst everybody. <laughs> I pick up I pick up Mr. Ghoul and I'm holding him as a body shield in front of me when the door opens. <laughs> All right. Um, um, Oliver, as you are like riding like up on top of the elevator, um, I want you to give me a wits plus awareness roll. I'm not going to tell you what it's for. But you need to get three successes. Uh, three successes. Okay. Five. Okay. Yes, sir. 
So looking up at the cables above you, you notice that they are, and maybe Oliver would notice this because he is a he is a kindred who has an extreme attention to detail. The uh, the cables are sort of shaking in a weird way, but you don't like kind of hear them, right? You don't hear like the clank from that area oh. of the elevator. What would you like to do? And I'm afraid our other kindred are unaware of this because they are inside the elevator itself. Um, well, I'd like to lean my head over the opening, kind of crack it and say something is amiss with the cables. Uh, very good. Uh, and at that moment, uh, something lands beside you and tries oh. to push you off the side of the elevator. Um, Love it. Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, something Oliver, Oliver, very well played. Very well played. Let's see what happens. You, of course, get a chance to avoid this happening to you. Um, This, uh, whoever this is, they are kind of only starting to come into your view after they've landed and grabbed you. And you can feel their like weird, like, uh, you know, breath that they're moving out of their dead lungs in your face Um, uh, because they're screaming now. And the scream is like, um and um we are gonna uh, do a straight strength versus strength kind of like try to keep on the elevator so um this guy's gonna roll his attack and you're gonna roll your attack out of mm, out of curiosity does does uh compel or mesmerize have anything of effect here being hey guess what familiar? you could definitely take your turn to try a com- a compel or a mesmerize instead if you'd like i would um, very of, much yeah like that might be that. a good idea um so why don't we have a compel from you um because i don't think you have quite enough time for a mesmerize right this is yeah, like now yeah this is happening no. right this second um and if you fail you're not defending so that means you are going to be thrown from the side of the elevator and i can tell you now that like suddenly the shadows are parting and you're looking at a very strange looking nosferatu who's like got very long arms and kind of looks like a huge like puppet like uh with like kind of a very like weird eyes that don't quite look you directly in the eye and he's like screaming at you uh as he comes out of obfuscate and starts to try to toss you off the side um all right um here we go. Let's let's start with your compel. If your compel is successful, I want to hear what you say, and maybe you won't be thrown off the elevator. What is your compel pool, my friend? I I know it's manipulation plus something. Um, yes, it's manipulation. I have it right here. Uh, oh, actually, it's charisma plus dominate for compel. That's fine too. That's it. And this guy's gonna roll his intelligence plus resolve. Uh, I wonder how much uh, a strange Nosferatu who hangs out in elevator ba- uh, shafts has for. Uh... <laughs> I actually know. Here it is. Okay. Uh, okay, great. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm rolled. Roll. How did you do, Oliver? Chris? Oliver, this guy rolled. Four successes. No, no. Like a willpower, Oliver. Oh, do you want a willpower, Oliver? I sure as fuck do. Okay, (laughs) here we go. Four successes. Four successes. That's uh, equal. And so now 
I think equal means we really do like the strength versus strength kind of contest, right? Because oh, cool. does that sound strength fair to everybody? And let me know if it doesn't. Sounds because, fair. Yeah. Okay. Does that so, give us so, time to like help? Because there we hear the struggle, or is this all like happening instantaneously? I think I think that his exchange. Well, let's see. He did tell you, didn't he? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Someone. Okay. So it, it's hard to get up there. It's hard to get up there, but. If someone has a plan to kind of like leap up and maybe like grab at the feet of these two and try to get the right guy and I kind of like jump. throw him off balance, that's possible. Or if you have another plan I haven't thought of, what is your plan, doctor? Oh, my plan is to tell, to tell one of the vampires I just saw do the great leap. Do that again, but help him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, friends. Is anybody going to try it? I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Rosie's going to like leap into the air you know kind of like try to grab the right guy uh and here's what i'm gonna say rosie it's tough to do it's tough to do this um but you definitely have the leaping uh ability what's tough is to know that you're grabbing the right guy because you're just looking at this like little square of blackness up there um so i'll tell you what uh why don't you give me a dexterity no a strength plus brawl attack um and um the first success is just to make sure you're grabbing the right guy. We're only going to count successes after the first one toward like messing this guy up. And if you and Oliver can both like equal or beat this guy's successes, then he's not going to throw Oliver off the side of the elevator. Okay. Here we go, everybody. Wait one second. Okay. Is everybody ready to roll? Let's roll. Okay. I'm going to let you know. How many successes our bad guy got, our, our Nosferatu got? So he got. All right. He's coming at you with five successes, Oliver. Oliver, how many did you get? One out of one. Okay. That's okay. Because maybe Rosie came to your rescue. She needs five. Because I said the first one is just oh. to make sure you're grabbing the right guy. It's very tough. Rosie, how'd you do? I'm going to spend a willpower to re-roll three of those. Oh, no. I did not get five. Rosie, you try. You honestly try. How many did you get? Uh, counting or not counting the first one? Not counting the first one, because I said that three. was just to make sure you're grabbing the right guy. You got three. Okay. All right. Three. Um, so that gives my guy, you know, two successes, no, uh, one success ultimately. Um, and this happened pretty close to the lower floors. Oliver, you go over the side. You're like skidding down. You guys hear like the side of the elevator, like, like someone is going down the side of it. There's really nothing to kind of get purchase on. You're falling. Do you have any physical disciplines or anything that might help you in this situation? Yeah. Because you are now falling down the shaft. Cat's grace would be good right now. I, I, I've got heightened senses. Uh, and <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, I, Oliver, uh, here's what's it. happening now. Here's what's happening yep. now. It's only superficial damage, right? For a vampire to fall down an elevator shaft. Uh, and you, this happened pretty close to the lower floors. So you're only taking like, you know, I mean, let's see. <laughs> Uh, wow. 
<laughs> that's <laughs> love hearing stories. Always say that. Always uh, no, I, I, I think that um, you land at the bottom of the shaft and uh, you take a bunch of superficial damage, but I'm not going to tell you how much right now. I'm okay. going to let your character be off camera for a while. Is that okay with you? That's fine. Okay. Um, uh, did Oliver, uh, did Oliver go into torpor? Was his body ripped apart by machinery at the bottom of the shaft? Perhaps we'll find out later. Um, in the meantime, um, uh, we are going to, uh, continue with the rest of our, uh, in our, uh, crew. And I can tell you that the elevator finally goes ding. Hey, what happened to that? While. What happened oh, to that Nosferatu up there? Is the he fuck up am there? I? Oh yeah. Okay. So why, why the fuck would, would he just disappear? I'm Good sorry, point. Jared. I didn't want to. <laughs> no, Broody, you're right. Why would I forget about that guy? Okay. So let's see. What is he doing? Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. You guys. Okay. Here's what happens. You. Uh, Rosie tries to help Oliver. You hear him go. Wah! And you hear clunk, 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 like down the side of the elevator shaft. And uh, then it goes quiet up above. Okay. Mm. Regardless of anything else up above, I know where we're headed. I'd like to make a couple of rouse checks to activate a couple of powers. That sounds good. Go okay. for it. Um, trying to activate um, feral weapons and uh, prowess. Okay. Um, you um, make your rouse checks. Let me know if your hunger went up. I just want to be aware. Success on both. Okay, great. So you, your hunger doesn't go up. Um, your feral weapons spring from your hands. Um, and what was the other one? Prowess. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you suddenly, like, you, all of your muscles, like, suddenly become filled with Vitae. And you're just like a kind of coiled spring all of a sudden. Yep. Jackson now looks like he's flexing all the time. But it doesn't look stupid like when I do it. It looks cool. And okay. Activating Daunt as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Daunt would be something you'd do maybe more in the moment. Okay, sure. Uh, unless you want to intimidate all of your friends in here no, and something no, no. really scary. No, I'm okay. just for when the elevator doors open kind of thing. Okay, great. Um, so what do you guys want to do? I'm going to say uh, there's a couple more floors before you hit 60 and whatever was up there has gone quiet. Can we close the hatch? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly yeah, you can. Would you like to do that? <laughs> yeah. Doctor, okay, like, well, I, close that. I would know if I jumped up, I'd probably pull myself the rest of the way up onto the top to take care of whatever pushed uh, Bruno or pushed uh true pushed him off yeah um you want to yeah you want to shut what are you telling me rosie you want to shut the hatch or you want to know something um i since i jumped up i'd probably pull myself the rest of the way out onto the top of oh it. yeah you have Ooh, okay so all right you are now approaching the 60th floor and you can see that guy He's like now on the side of the shaft and he's like perfectly like climbing up the side of it like oh, Spider-Man. Wow. What do you see? Do you want to do something about it? You're about to hit 60. You say anything to me? We got a wall crawler up here. <laughs> I like that. I uh, I reach in my jack- jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Use this. Oh, awesome. And your gun. Nice. Hey, <laughs> guns are good. Uh, well, not generally, but in role-playing games, they can be. Right, and right, right. what are you going to do uh, with that? Uh, what did you hand her just now, uh, Bruno? Yeah, I handed her the 40 uh, Smith MP40. Okay, so um, the MP40. Uh, are you going to take a, a shot at this guy? Yeah, I'll take a shot. I was in the service. I can fire a gun. Okay, here we go. 
Right? With his kill, firearms. Kill that bastard. He threw our... I don't know if he's my friend, but I've known him for five minutes. Yeah. He threw him off the elevator. Dex plus firearms roll. Um, I'm sorry, it's a what small SM- I'm sorry, dexterity plus firearms. It's a small SMG, okay. our, our, our gun here. Um, so it does plus three damage. And what I'm going to do is if you get enough successes, this guy is not going to be able to maintain his uncanny grip because you've grizzled him with bullets. Um, it might not kill him, but it'll at least distract him or give him something to think about and, and knock him off that wall. How'd you do? Um, can I add prowess to the roll? No, because this no, is a firearms roll. Yeah, yeah that's only for strength. Strength. Okay, how did I do? Uh, one success. Okay, um, that's not enough. This guy has, you know, good and you know, uncanny grip. So, like, you go, and as you're like, like he's just like climbing, like really quickly, like out, just just right out of like your spray of bullets, and you just kind of clip him in the leg, and he continues crawling up into the darkness, and it looks like he's like about to like kind of go into the shadows again and kind of like disappear. And that's when the elevator goes ding. Uh, and um, you are on 60. And the elevator doors are opening. I know that Jackson Miller has prepared his uh, his his disciplines. He's in the front. Is that okay, Jackson? Does that make sense? You're that's kind fine. of in the front. That's okay, fine. and then who else is in the front? Who else is standing? Because you can stand two abreast here. The, the ghoul. He's uh, the headless man. Cool. He's in the front. Yeah, he's in front of uh, <laughs> Bruno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, ha- I'm hanging back. Okay, yeah, great. Pushing himself up against the wall. That's himself as small as possible. By the time I'll drop the gun the back to Bruno. Okay. Um. Ding. The doors open, and Thank you are you. looking okay. at a uh, man in the tower security outfit. He's got a big uh, tank. On his back, he's holding uh, a long kind of hose-like thing. We're acting quickly. Daunt. <laughs> and here comes Daunt. Yep. So um, you can go ahead and roll your Daunt, uh, Mr. Uh, Jackson Miller. No roll for it, but he must roll to try and attack me. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, I think that that's really, really smart. And uh, I think that you can definitely get that off because you were telling me you had it in the chamber. Um, and so let's see how you do here. Um, uh, so, and, and Daunt is up and I'm covered in gore already. That's so I'm point. intimidating, covered in gore and standing there leaning forward with just claws up. Okay, great. Um, let me see how he does. How much presence do you have? Just, how many have one, just the one dot. Okay. Let's see how he does. Um, let's go to Okay. Okay. He got two successes on his roll. Well, that seems to be enough now, doesn't it? I'm afraid that it is, my friend. Um, and uh, does anybody else want to try anything? Because I think it's, I think it's I, fair. I think it's fair. I, 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 but I think it, the person needs to be in the front. Bruno, did we say you're in the front? Yeah. I'm literally in the front with holding the corpse in front of me. Yeah. Okay. What would you like? So to what do I would try to do is take the guy's body and knock the gun, knock the flamethrower, so that it's not pointed at me and move around him. I think and also that's not a, pointed at the other people. Like that's a cool. I'm using no, a battering right. ram. I think that's really cool. Okay. So he's gonna roll his roll to attack. Right. You're gonna roll your uh, strength plus brawl to do this. You may add your potent dots if you have any. 
And um, because you're not really, you know, I, I think that, you know, your your potence would come into play if you were using a human body as a battering ram. And if you get more successes than him, you've knocked his flamethrower nozzle out of the way. And he's not going to be able to just barbecue your entire elevator right now. Strength, <laughs> brawl, and potence, right? Yes, sir. Strength, brawl, and potence. And he's going to roll his. And let's see how he does. Okay, I know how he did. How did you do? Uh, one, two, four, five, six, and one of them's a crit. Well, well, now that's that's pretty good. Um, so you basically use the body of the poor ghoul you brutal fed on as a baseball bat. You knock his uh, killed my dad out of aiming at you guys. It's like now facing over here, and because you even he only got two successes, so. Uh, because you do that and you knock it, like it just like kind of goes off, like, but it's, it's like, he's, he doesn't have like kind of control of it and he's shooting fire out into the, uh, rest of the room. Um, and now let's start with like a new round. That was sort of like the surprise round, except for the people that were at the front and ready. So this round, everybody can do something. Um, and I'm going to start with our friends who haven't acted yet just to find out what they'd like to do. Lexi Fox, what would you like to do, my right. friend? So I can see him and see everything that's going on. That's right. All right. I'm going to um, try to entrance this big guard. Okay. So that is going to be my charisma um, plus presence versus composure and wits. So okay. So you, have, you know your dice pool. I'm going to go around to everybody and find out what they're doing, and then we'll let it all kind of happen Perfect. at once, right? No, that's um, fine. Rosie Jensen, what are you going to do this round? I'm going to drop back down into the elevator mm -hmm. and um, probably uh, activate my uh, prowess as well. Okay, great. Um, So you'll just do a rouse check this round to kind of like uh, suddenly like kind of go taut with your muscles, uh, get your prowess activated. Um, and now, Doc Hershey, what are you going to do this round? Yeah, so Doc Hershey, he's just going to like peer his head out from the elevator, just like you just see his head come out to see if there's anything else that you can, you know, catch the attention of, like another guard approaching or anything interesting. Ah, an interesting idea. Uh, a wits plus awareness roll, and every success you get over uh, one, I'm going to give you another clue about what's happening in this room. Okay. Okay. And um, now, uh, Jackson Miller. Uh, what are you going to do now that you, uh, you've daunted this guy and you've knocked his, uh, flamethrower out of the way? What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to try and soar and leap at him and, uh, claws right to the, the chest or the stomach or wherever I can get purchase. Okay, great. And Bruno Siciliano, what are you going to do? Bruno's taking the damn flamethrower away from the man. <laughs> okay, that's great. So you're going to pull his flamethrower <laughs> away. Um, that's going to be tough because I said that it's like it's going off right now and it's going to be also tough for Jackson Miller because, you know, fire does make kindred kind of do a fear frenzy sometime. Sure. So, um, let's start with you guys before all of these actions happen. Let me just see if you have a willpower roll just from the guys that want to directly attack this flamethrower guy. Give me a willpower roll. I'm gonna. Can I spend a willpower to re-roll willpower? You may not. Okay. That's zero successes. Wow. Okay. That's terrible. Something, I mean, hey, Jackson, your guy. I'm so sorry that, that, that he's gonna have a little trouble with this fire, but you know, maybe he can redeem himself in a little bit. You guys have been totally a fine. fairly 
deadly tactical team so far. Okay, uh, Bruno, what? Uh, how'd you do on your willpower? Here. That's enough. That's enough. Okay, so let's have everybody roll. Everybody roll, and we'll go through how everything goes for everybody. I'm going to start with the one that had maybe the least um, danger to it. Uh, Rosie, did you uh, get hungrier with your rouse roll? I did. You did. Okay, so please add a point of hunger. Um, Lexi, how did your entrancement uh, go? You rolled your... Yeah. We got one, two, three, four, five, six successes. And I'm not hungry. Okay, and guess what? This guy just rolled his, you know, his ability to kind of like... um, To dodge or shake it off. To shake it off, and he got zero successes. So um, he kind of like looks back and is like trying to like get his like his flamethrower back where it needs to go. And he meets your eyes and he's just like, what you can see under the helmet and everything. He's just like smiling at us right back at you. And now, uh, doc Hershey, how'd you do three for three, three for three doc Hershey. That means you get two clues and the clues I'm going to give you are looking deeper into the room while everybody else is messing with this flamethrower guy. You see, um, multiple heads of security staff, moving among the tables and little nooks here in Elysium. Uh, They've got all the lights off. They've got helmets on. They've got like armor on and they're kind of like tactically moving about. Um, But they're kind of back there in the shadows. So you all might have missed them if Doc hadn't clocked them. And Doc, you also notice one other thing. You notice um, when you go a little farther into Elysium, there is kind of like around the bar area when you go to where the floor is no longer carpeted and it's kind of smooth and you're near the bar and the tables, there is like weird writing kind of like carved into the molding around that area and on the floor, on the little molding that kind of separates the smooth area of the floor uh, from carpet. It looks kind of um, looks like, I don't know, old, old ancient Babylonian writing or something like that. Doc, you notice those two things. And now uh, let's see how uh, let's 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 say I'm going to tell you what Jackson Miller, what happened to him. Jackson, you went forward with your feral weapons, but that flamethrower was going off, as I said. And when you got near it, you just suddenly like you kind of went into fear frenzy for a moment. And so you're going to um uh kind of jump back away from this guy and you are going to now cause maybe some uh, problems for our friend Bruno. So um, I'm just going to roll this. Okay, now I know how much of a problem you've caused for him. Bruno, how did uh, your uh, strength plus brawl roll go to get this flamethrower away from you? I didn't do it yet, sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. You can roll it now. Do I get to add my prowess to this too or no? No. Um, I'd say yes, because it's not an attack, right? It's like a, it, it is a feat of strength, ripping a weapon out of someone's hand. Six and a crit. Oh, okay. Crit so, um, Jackson's, Jackson's kind of like leaping back and falling into you, like in like a frenzying, like Jackson's like going, and I push him aside. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, and he takes three successes off your success total. But as you mentioned, with your prowess and all that, you are able to kind of push Jackson out of the way. You grab the flamethrower. You rip it from the man's hands. You rip it from the pack that it's attached to. Like fluid kind of sprays out of it, and you throw it out of the way. Uh, And now uh, I'm going to say that that guy is unarmed. Uh, He's kind of entranced by (laughs) 
Lexi, <laughs> I would say that he is essentially not that much of a threat to you guys anymore. I think we can all agree on that. You're probably more dealing with the guys behind him that Doc Hershey has just spotted. So that's fine. Lexi um, is a friend, so um, I'm going to say that if someone wants to do something to the entranced guy, here's the okay. Here's what I'm going to rule, Lexi. If you keep entrancing this guy and talking to him, he's not going to get back into the fight. But if right. you now decide to go somewhere else and do something else, he might come back into the fight. Perfectly fine. I'm going to keep him keep him with me. Okay, great. So, Lexi, you kind of uh, are going to, this round, you're going to kind of move to the guy and sort of continue to kind of babysit him a little bit, right? That's what I, I actually, now that he's entranced and kind of friendly, I'm going to say, I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to be like, these guys captured me and I'm a huge rock star. You maybe sit over at the bar and talk to me. I'm going to try <laughs> to get him to take me to the bar for a drink. Um, great. That's what you're going to do this round. I'm just going yes. to go where you guys are in my field of vision now. Um, Bruno, what are you going to do this round? Um, so I, I see a bunch of guys that he pointed well, out. Actually, so Doc see. is the one that saw them. Doc, are you yelling out and yeah. letting people know? Yeah, immediately. He'll just like, there's more. One, two, three over there. Okay, so um, I can let you know, Bruno, one, uh, once once the Doc has spotted them, um, there are like nine guys up ahead. Um, uh, yeah. They look mad, bad, and dangerous. They look like doing? dinner. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Remember, we're doing three, two, one, done. They all have some kind of firearm. They all have armor and they all are like kind of taking cover, like in the little booths and behind the tables that are here in Elysium's kind of bar blood rave area. Um, so, uh, Bruno, what are you going to try to do this round? Appetizers. You're going to just attack one, right? I'm going right at one. Great. Bruno is all a right. cannon. <laughs> All right, great, Jackson Miller. Um, I think we can rule that you've uh, you've taken your penalty for your uh, for your flame uh, frenzy, and you've you've recovered from it. What are you going to do this round? How close is the next nearest guy that um, Bruno's not going after? Um, I'd say that they're all kind of equally distant, right? Like they're all kind of about uh, uh, you know 20, 30 yards from you, back in that kind of bar area with like their like guns up and stuff. Uh, okay, and a uh, meter is three feet, 10 yards, or 10, feet, 10 meters, perfect. Uh, I'm going to soaring leap at the nearest guy. Okay, great. You're going to soaring leap at the nearest guy you can. So I said that there are nine back there, so you guys are each going to kind of take one on. And then, uh, Doc, what are you going to do this round? Um, Doc's going to stay like still hidden in the elevator, just kind of looking around. Is there any way I can make out the writing from the elevator, or do I need to get closer? Doc, make uh no, you can make it out from here. Make an intelligence plus occult roll. An intelligence okay. plus occult roll when I call on you. And right. Rosie, you've uh, activated your prowess. What are you going to do? I'm also gonna jump at one of the guys. Okay, so these guys are gonna fire their weapons. You guys are going to jump at them. Um, and we're going to do three rounds of this particular fight, and we're gonna see at the end of that if it looks like our kindred are winning. Or our uh, our ghoul guards are winning, um, and if you fail, you will have to fall back. If if at the end of the three rounds it looks like they're winning, you'll have to fall back. So um, I know what their role is to uh, fire their guns, and I think that what they're going to use uh, in this first volley, yeah, um, the ones in the front are going to fire. 
They're net guns. Okay. Um, um, here we go. Jared, yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Still have, do still have Dawn up. They do need to roll to attack me directly. Hey, that's a good point. Um, why they will do that right now. Um, okay, the one that's going to attack you rolled two successes. So unfortunately, he, he can do that. Absolutely. Um, okay, and... Here they go. Um, let's see. Uh, situation. Health is half. zero two. Okay, great. So um, I'm going to uh, ask for your. I'm actually going to do their rolls first because they're just firing guns, right? And nobody was trying to dodge them. So one fires at our friend uh, Jackson with his gun, and he gets. Uh, two successes, which is halved. So the net is kind of snagging you and taking your dexterity down by one, Jackson. Um, just keep that in mind. Uh, but it's not it's not stopping you, stopping you, right? It's only taking your dexterity down by one. Please make sure you, you mark that on your sheet, though. At the end of the scene or at the end of the combat, you'll no longer be tangled in that. Another one is firing his net gun at um, Bruno. Uh, and this guy did a bit better. This guy got one, two, three successes, but we half that. So it's still only one off of your dexterity, Bruno. Um, and uh, then one is just going to fire a gun at Rosie, who's coming at him. And let's see. They're, they've got they've got these big rifles, and that's what he's firing at Rosie. I'm sorry, Rosie. That's what's happening. Here we go. He's doing, oh my God. <sighs> Sorry, Rosie, but you have zero superficial damage coming at you. <laughs> uh, don't know how that happened. Um, but here's what I'll say now. Uh, they fire their guns, and now I want Doc Hershey's roll. How'd you do on that intelligence plus occult roll, Doc? Yeah, so uh, as six with a messy crit? I don't know how we'll play okay. that one out. Well, then I can tell you, uh, no, a messy crit means you know exactly what's happening here. You know it uh, so well, and you have to make it known to everybody. Uh -huh. Basically, that is some sort of um, that's some sort of like uh, Tremere blood ritual kind of ward that's around this area. Uh -huh. And if uh, firearms or something goes off, go off, uh, everybody's going to take a bunch of damage. It's going to like do something. It's going to activate some kind of spell. Maybe they won't take damage. Some, maybe something else will happen to them. Um, but if any kind of like open flame is used, it's going to it's gonna create that problem. Now, the okay. flamethrower that went off earlier was sort of outside the boundary of that, so it okay. didn't activate it. Okay? All right. Okay. Um, all right. So, and are you letting everybody know that? Well, so I think because this was a messy crit, and Doc is so taken by the fact that he knows this, he actually like steps out into the open and screams nice. it, like almost like reads the Torador markings verbatim and tells everyone. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, well, that yeah, awesome. that's gonna, then that's going to let someone take a shot at him, I'm yeah, afraid. For sure. <laughs> uh, but nice work playing your character correctly. And yeah, uh, Doc. Uh, you're going to take two off of your dexterity as a net hits you. Okay. Um, 
and uh, let's see. That means four of the guy of the of the nine guys have fired. The others are kind of back. They're getting their position. They're like the second wave. You know, they let the net guys go up first. So let's see how Bruno and uh, Jackson do. Let's start with Bruno. How'd you do, friend? Um, well, the first thing I'm going to do is um, I'm rousing up. They boost uh, strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and I take a hunger. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to. Uh, just run up like one of these guys. You said they're behind like something. I mean, yeah, they're kind of like a booth, like peeking over. Kind of come just blasting right through him and grab the guy, hold him against the wall, just beat his face through his the back of his head, biker style. I love it. <laughs> I mean, that dex plus, uh, or I'm sorry, that strength plus brawl roll. Uh, strength brawl, and I get prowess again. And... Um, not on this no. because okay. prowess you would like I'll to do damage. It'll it'll do damage, right? Yes, it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, five. Okay. Yeah. That, that, yes. Okay. So, um, how many damage do you, yeah. I I mean, I think that he's got some armor. Uh, let's see. I think I ignore three armor lethal body because I aggravated damage to mortals. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to rule that your guy is pulped like against the side of the Elysium walls. Oh, Elysium. It used to be such a nice, <laughs> elegant-looking place to have uh, blood out of a wine glass, and now uh, the, this guy's smashed head is dripping down the wall. So one of the nine combatants is now out of the picture. And now, Jackson, how'd you do on your um, strength? What, what were you doing? Were you doing more of like a dex attack using your claws? Uh, no, I'm doing a strength, just a strength uh, brawl attack. Okay, go for it, my friend. Um, I have... Four successes. Okay, great. Um, this guy does have armor. I don't think Feral Weapons uh, ignores that. It does um, not, but between Feral Weapons... It's superficial. Yeah, it's, and uh, plus two damage on the, both the Feral Weapons and the Prowess. So plus four aggravated coming at him. Okay, so plus four aggravated. So I'm going to rule this guy is sort of out too. He has a health level left, but I mean, he's... He's immortal. So um, basically you ran up to him and your claws were just like shredding his armor and you caught him on the neck and blood sprays out uh, and he's uh, a mess. So now that there are like seven of these guys left as we start into our next or wait, no, Rosie, I'm so sorry. Rosie, your turn, my friend. I'm just going to punch my guy in the face. (laughs) Go for it. Uh, five successes. Five successes. Okay, five successes. And um, are you you're using prowess? Yes. Yes, I have okay. uh, two levels in potence. So. Okay, so he's taking some aggravated damage there. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he's got some armor on, but I feel like you, you you're able to pound your guy as well with five. Like uh, that's amazing. So uh, Rosie's got her guy down. So now there are only six guys left uh and then one that uh lexi is currently having a drink with um, i'm learning his backstory <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's great um i would like to start the next round we're gonna do three of these rounds and see who's winning guess who it seems like is winning right now um all right so let's uh, go ahead lexi what are you gonna do you're gonna just keep talking to no, this I'm guy gonna keep talking to him but i'm gonna have i'm gonna tell him to bring some of his friends over because i want to use on to get a couple more guards like in awe of me they know who lexi fox is 
And I'm going to flaunt my fame. Okay, so um, I'm going to let you do an awe roll if you'd like, but I'm going to tell you that I'm going to get give them more uh, dice to resist because they are currently in a tactical mode and being attacked by, you know. I think that's fair. No, I think that's fair. Let's try it out. Okay. Let's see what happens. Okay, so. so you know what? So I'll let them resist in a second. Um, Bruno, I guess you're moving to the next guy and turning him into a pulp? <laughs> yeah, th- this this guy is unfortunately going to be hopping on one leg when I'm done with him. Okay, we're going to go after this guy's leg. Jackson, are you <laughs> going for the next guy? And uh... Absolutely. Great. Doc, what are you doing? Are any of them close enough where they could hear Doc if he started talking to them? Could I, like, sling dementation? Um, I think that you'd have to kind of really go into the room, which will open you up to mm. more fire. No, but yes. Said, you... No, he'll, he'll just flop on the ground and act like he's been shot. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, and then, Rosie, are you going for the next guy? Oh, definitely. Okay. So um, I want to start with uh, Lexi and oh. his awe. One, two, three, four. Go ahead. Do you want, you want to know mine? Uh, yeah. I yeah. Ten out of five. You got five successes? Really? Yeah. My presence is three and my, whatchamacallit, it's, hold on, let me make sure I did it right. Because I want it. It's manipulation press. So it's three and three. So it's six. And I got five successes. I can show you the dice if you want to. See. No, I believe you. I believe you. Um, five successes. Lexi has nothing in physical or anything else. It's all just. Crazy. It's all this, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, they're going to roll their dice to resist, which is, you know, I'm, I'm giving them some extra dice. No, I want some too, because I want it. Yeah. Okay. Two, three. I don't want it to be easy. God damn it. I really am looking at, like, I rolled, like, a giant pile of dice. And, Lexi, you got uh, two more successes than they did. I'm going to give and it a giant pile of dice. A, what's that? Two more than the giant pool of dice. <laughs> yes. I have to say. I'm going to wait for just a second. Oh, that's okay. Please do. Um, so um, that means... That I'm gonna rule that two of those guys like kind of come over to you right now. Um, and it is a scene of extreme absurdity that all of a sudden uh these guys are leaving their posts to come over and party with you. You now have three guys at the bar with you uh who are ready to party. Okay, I'm now I'm gonna autographs, sign in some autographs for them. I'm gonna let them <laughs> yeah, great. I'm gonna let them make their firearms rolls, the ones that are left. So let's see. Um Let's see. Uh, I said that there were six left, but then two left to go party with Lexi. So that means there are four guys left. Um, uh, and that's enough to fire at each of you, including Jackson, right? Okay. So that's what they're going. Or does one fire at Lexi, the one that hadn't been affected by so. his presence? Yeah, that makes sense. I think that makes did, a lot did of they sense. Did they shoot at Doc, who, who like threw himself dramatically on the ground, tried to pretend well, that he'd been shot? I think that actually that's like really smart of Doc to do that. And I don't want to um, penalize Doc for doing a smart move and getting out of the way. Do you want Doc to die horribly in this? I can make sure it happens. No, I don't <laughs> want him to die horribly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, here comes, uh, let's see. Okay. Here comes uh, this, uh, these guys. This is like the second wave of guys. Cause you took out the guys with the net guns, right? So here come the guys who are just using these rifles with explosive rounds. The first attack goes right at Lexi. And that attack uh, gets two successes, um, but it does plus five damage. So 
you are looking at um, seven aggravated damage, Lexi. So that would that would kill me, I think. Lexi, you partied hard, my friend. You partied <laughs> hard. You actually took two guys, three guys out of the fight. And what I'm going to rule is that when their buddy like fires an explosive round at him, like it blows up on top of you while you're like having drinks with them. Like you guys are like fucking partying and this explosive round hits and it goes off and they all fucking die and fire and flame. Oh shit. An explosive round. Oh no. It wasn't Uh, hard. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what just happened inside of the uh, little square of Elysium after we deal with these explosive rounds from our other guys. But um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I want to know, Bruno, how'd you do on your attack? Five, six, six and one only one crit, though, so it's not a crit, right? Um, that's right. And I, yeah. what I'm going to rule is that you do make it to your guy before he's able to fire off his explosive round. So you do not take an explosive round in the chest. You leap forward. You start uh, doing the Bruno. Basically rip, I rip his left leg off. Okay. His left leg is like ripped off as he's screaming <laughs> horrible pain. Um, the little etched markings around the bar are like now starting to like glow really big as like the fires burn off of like Lexi's face and chest. <laughs> and then it is, uh, it's here comes the round that's coming at Rosie. Rosie, how did you do on your roll? Seven successes, messy critical. Uh, Rosie, describe in detail how you uh, destroy this guy. His round doesn't go off before you get to him. Um, I probably come flying at him and bring my fist around and just grab his throat and rip it out. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Um, so you guys have taken down your combatants, and now we just have the one that's on Jackson Miller, who had to step away. Um, so, um, you know what? In the fire and fury and uh, smoke that's going up, you guys lose sight of Jackson for a minute. Doc. You're just like on the floor, like what the fuck is like everything goes fucking haywire. It's yeah. like right out of the end of like boogie nights with like the you know the fucking everybody starts shooting and everything. Oh great, Jackson, you're here. Yeah. I need your attack, and I'm gonna uh, see how many successes this guy got firing, and let's see how he did versus you. Um. Okay, I've got some, but I'm gonna spend a willpower and re-roll some as well. Okay, good idea. Um, let's go five successes. My friend, you reach him before he's able to fire off his explosive round. Um, you tear into him, uh, and, uh, are you using your feral weapons on him? Oh, absolutely. Okay. This guy, you disembowel. That's, you're able to get your hands up under his, uh, armor and just (laughs) pull his, uh, entrails out, uh, from under his like Kevlar, um, but then that's when the Tremere Ward goes off. Now, our friend Doc isn't in the zone of the Tremere Ward. He stayed back near the elevator. But everybody else now takes... Uh, wait, I got to find this. got to make sure I get this right. Um, let's see here. I'm like one of those guys who, who immediately loses track of all of his notes. Oh, here we go. Okay. Um. Okay, everybody takes 
uh, 12 levels of superficial damage as suddenly the fire is put out by like this explosive decompression that happens in the room. All the air just suddenly goes boom, like out of the room and you guys are like shaking off your feet by it and you take 12 levels of superficial damage. But in fact, it's halved, right? So you each take six levels of superficial damage. Now that may end up still giving some of you a level of aggravated, right? Because some people have like a health bar of only like five or four. So let me know after that happens where your health levels are at. And uh, Doc, you see that the second that happens, like everybody kind of like goes into the air for a second, the air goes like out of the room and you feel it like fill the area where you're in. Uh, and then they kind of flop to the floor again and they all like like bruised and like they're crawling, but the fires are completely out. Uh, and then the little the little sigils go dark. They're no longer glowing. Um, all of the ghouls are, if it wasn't mentioned earlier, dead now. Uh, and how are my uh, vampires doing? Rosie, what's your health level at? Um, my health is exactly six. So, Okay, so you took six superficial. Okay, and um, Bruno, how are you doing? I also have six health. But I Great. do have dinner in my right hand called left leg. <laughs> yes, you do. So Bruno, and I'm like, rousing and eating it to heal that up. <laughs> Bruno, uh, Bruno, you may hear my one-year-old daughter in the background as Bruno lifts a leg and starts eating it like a piece of the Colonel's original recipe. It's like the Renaissance Fair. It's the big turkey leg. That's right. And um, Jackson, how are you doing at the end of that little uh, encounter? I'm at one egg for superficial. I would like to rouse whenever you get a chance to adjudicate those. Well, here we go. So people right. can rouse to heal what they'd like to. Um, and uh, Doc, what are you doing? You're kind of the only one who's not like pick, peeling himself off off the floor here. Yeah. So Doc is he's just like very carefully taking the net off. Is there anything that I, I can do to heal superficial damage since he's. Um, yeah, Doc can yeah. give a rouse roll, and then uh, I believe his generation is one, so he oh. could heal a superficial damage. No, I mean to heal. He's he's completely unhurt. Oh, he of course, unscathed. to heal the others. Duh. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, that's the weird irony of being a vampire yeah. uh, and dealing with a bunch of undead uh, friends. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Doc, uh, I know what you can do. Give me an intelligence plus uh, medicine roll. All right. Want the successes? Yes, sir. Four. Doc, you find four. Uh, you find four humans that are still um, intact enough after that explosion mm -hmm. that they would serve as like really good little meals for everybody. Perfect. And you're kind of pointing them out to everyone. Yeah. Do you guys want to stay and take the time to feed, or do you want to keep moving? I want to I'm take drag dinner with me. Um, what I would like to do now is do a brief scene with Oliver Sorensen, if I may. Hi, Oliver. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Oliver, uh, how many health levels do you have? I have six. Okay. So you took 20 superficial damage from the fall because you fell okay. at least 20 feet. The elevator hadn't gone that far yet. But that's half. So then you take 10 superficial damage. Uh, so you take six. And then you take uh, another four. So you are at like, uh, well, you're at like four aggravated, two superficial right now. Does that make sense? 
I know no. that you're newer to the game than some of the friends. Well, that's I was just okay. reading so, that literally as the air got sucked out of their room. So yeah, of course. So so uh, Oliver, you you kind of have like your full health bar should be like it should be like X four X's and then two slashes for your six health. Okay. Um, and just know that if you take like two more hits from okay. anything, they, those turn into X's and your guy will go into torpor. So. He, Got it. But he can start rousing to like heal a point of damage right now. Would you like to do that? Absolutely. So give me a rouse roll. You're just going to roll one die and see if you get a six okay. or above. Going to be a six. Okay, great. So you don't uh, get hungrier and you can turn one of those X's into a slash. Okay. Or you could turn one of those slashes into an empty mark, actually. I think that's how it would go. I wish the other players were here who know how to play Vampire the Masquerade 5th <laughs> Edition. Um, Clint will tell me. Um, okay, so um, you um, you kind of like pull yourself up off the floor and you can see that you're like down in the bottom of the shaft and you can see kind of this utility door where like workers would like access the shaft that ostensibly leads out into the sub-basement or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, first thing I'd like to know is, are there any buttons missing from my vest? um uh no <laughs> oh good okay i'm fine then um yeah i'd like to try that goddamn door okay you come out into um a kind of a sub basement area and you can see that, that you know there's some kind of pipes exposed along the wall here uh it's like a cinder block construction you know it's the it's the kind of place where only the people that work in the tower kind of would ever see and uh, let me just find this. Okay, yeah. So um, um, you are looking at like several doors. Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven doors. Four on one side, three on another in kind of like a, I mean, not as long a corridor as you'd think. It's probably about 50, uh, you know, yards down. And you see those seven doors. Um, are there, any, are there any markings or any indications that differentiate the doors or are they all identical? They um, no, there are markings. One says machine room. Uh, another farther down says messenger center. Um, do you want to start opening them or anything like that? I want to know what they all say first before I make a tour as many of them as I can see. They don't all that. say something. So um, yeah. let me know. Would you like to just uh, solve this with like, uh, are you, are you searching a place or are you being extremely careful from where I'm at? I'm looking for essentially HVAC. You're looking so for, looking for access okay. to the HVAC to, to climb back up again. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, uh, no need to search too hard. Soon you find a machine room. And a door from that room leads into the core of the building. Do you want to move through there? It's what I've always wanted, Jared. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Great. I mean um, let's do this. You move into that machine room, you move into the core of the building, and now you're looking up at like that kind of core that's just filled with piping. And there are some little steps and catwalks. Um, but it looks like it will be kind of an athletic, even for a vampire, challenge to get all the way up to the 60th floor through this core. So what I want from you, and I don't want to know the answer right now, I want you to go ahead and make your uh, dexterity plus athletics roll to start moving quickly as you can up through this core. 
And when we come back to you, when I bring you back in, we'll find out how you did. Okay. Okay. So let's take Oliver out and let's go back to our vamps, um, our the rest of our kindred crew. Guys, you are... Um, you're in this room uh, that you've fed a little bit. So if anybody wants to like take their hunger down, they can. Um, I'm going to rule that uh, it probably won't go to zero because none of these, you know, you're not drinking like kindred vitae here. You're just drinking like security guards and stuff. Um, but you, if your hunger has gone up, it's down now. Or, or did you decide not to stay and eat? I wanted to stay and eat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I heard People you would encourage it. So I dragged the buffet over to near, near Lexi, and I'm feasting on the buffet while I cut my wrist and stick it down Lexi's throat. So I'm trying to be like a conduit to him. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to feed him, I hope. Yeah, yeah, but I'm okay. so I'm like eating while Lexi's my wrist is in his throat. And, <laughs> and, tw- and Lexi's whole body is just a burnt, shriveled husk. He looks like he might not even be able to come back from torpor. Um, uh, after all that guys, um, looking around, you see that there is as promised a, uh, kind of like a staircase leading up to upper floors from here at the 60th floor. Would you like to take the staircase or do you have another, do you want to search for something else? Can I use my one shot of premonition to figure out if the staircase is optimal? Ah, I love that. So you kind of peek out into the staircase, Doc, and when you peek out into the staircase uh, and you use your premonition, you suddenly get a vision of a helicopter moving past the window up onto the roof of the building. And then when you shake your head for a second again, it's gone. I immediately mentioned there's there's a helicopter. We have more friends or an escape route or something. I don't know. Just getting away. We got it. We're, we're standing around while just getting away. Let's go. Or it's happening or hasn't happened yet or will happen. You don't know. Um, so you're telling me you don't really know. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. <laughs> yes. So this stairwell, and it's been described in the stream, it kind of goes, it goes from 60 up to 63. Um, and it goes past, you know, the open, like the windows of the U.S. Steel looking out over the city of Pittsburgh, this stairwell. Uh, and soon you come to a door that um, is probably uh, leads into 63. It is a big oaken door. Uh, and um, you can tell me how you are entering this room. Probably and if it's just way. kicking the door in, that's great. Hinges on the other side. Yes, um, that's right. Okay. Uh, uh, kicking I've, it in? I say we kick it in. It's been ready for us. We should maybe like try to listen or see if like maybe we even I like no eventually you walk into people that just shoot at you. <laughs> so um, no. you kick the door in, Jackson, since you're the one oh, kick it in. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think Jackson does it because he was the one that just said, I want to kick it in. Yep. Uh, Jackson, you kick the door in and you but I'm look- proud of you, man. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, maybe I wasn't listening. Did Bruno do something and then I negated that it happened? I apologize. <laughs> no, no, he, he was, was about to go listen. He was trying to actually listen and see what was going on. And oh, actually, just kind of blows the door actually off. I take it back. I apologize. Yeah, do you want to listen? Go ahead yeah, and give if, me if a he's gonna, if he if he goes to listen, I I restrain myself. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for working together like a cooperative team that dismembers people. Okay, so um, you're going to listen carefully. Don't even worry about a wits plus awareness rule, actually. I think that you hear 
nothing on the other side except for the uh, general hum of a building uh, built in the latter half of the 20th century. That sort of like air conditioner buzz uh, that sort of permeates everything. So I, I look back at text. Bake the door. All right. <laughs> Rosie, want to help? <laughs> Rosie, you're gonna help her help him back yeah. the door in. All right. Yeah, all right. You all guys right. make quick and short work of it. Um, the door comes apart in pieces uh, in your capable kindred hands, and you're looking into the office of the Prince of Pittsburgh. This is a huge open studio with an enormous desk near the window that looks out over Pittsburgh. Um, there is a lot of pleasing modern art that glorifies the female body. It is not erotic. It's like more reverent. Like there's like wrists, you know what I mean? And like collarbones, you know what I mean? Like there's like art like that. Um, And um, there is no computer or there's nothing on the desk really, except for like a small hand mirror. Um, And then farther into the room, you can see another door back near some of the art. Uh, heading directly through to the other door, head on a swivel as I go. Okay, great. Um, it's eerily quiet and you don't trust it, right? Um, yeah. in fact, make a wits plus awareness roll as you come to this door. Uh, we got four successes. Okay. Um, Come on. There's nothing in here. This is nothing. There's no problems. Like you don't, you're, you're sure that you're not seeing anything. You're looking at every corner for an obfuscated fucking vampire and you see nothing. You come to the door. Do you want to open it? Um, I want to, I'm, (laughs) uh, yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to kick this open as well. You kick it open and you see a stairwell. The stairwell goes up ostensibly to the roof and it also Mm -hmm. goes down to in theory, 62 and 61, because you're on 63 currently. Okay. Did Curtis tell us the, the layout of like the prince's quarters at all from anything that he knows? All he told you is that Adelaide makes her haven in 61, 62, and 63. This okay. is clearly where Adelaide does business. And you can see that you know there's a stairway directly from Elysium so that people can come into her office. So you, if you go down, you're probably going into her private area. He he told you that he'd only ever been in her office, perhaps, okay. but never her apartments. But uh, your vision, you said she's yeah. in the helicopter. That'll be up. Well, yeah. there's a helicopter coming or will come or has come. Listen, so it could be back up or she could be escaping. Do we you hear guys helicopter? listen carefully. And Jackson, you listened very carefully. You would have heard a helicopter here. You're almost right. at the top of the building. You would have heard yeah. it. Helicopter up. Is it there? Well, no, 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 no. I, I'm saying, Jackson, you did not hear a helicopter. Oh, I did not. You okay. certainly are happy. I'm happy to let you go up, but you did not hear a helicopter. I misunderstood. I'm sorry. I thought I heard uh, heard the helicopter. I'm oh, gonna yeah. rifle. I'm gonna rifle her desk. See if I find anything valuable. Because um, I'm also a thief. Bruno, like it's like really bizarre. Like I mean, this is the Prince of Pittsburgh, and she's supposed to like kind of uh, govern forty some vampires throughout Pittsburgh who belong to the Camarilla. And what you find uh, is nothing but a stack of photos. I, I take them and then I spit on her desk for Pittsburgh and for the Camarilla. 
Okay, looking up, you take them, you spit on her desk, a big bloody loogie is now splattered <laughs> on the prince's desk. And looking at the photos, you see that they're all of the prince, Adelaide Ross, going. I'm going to go to the doorway. I'm going to listen more towards the downstairs, see if I hear anything. Give me a wits plus awareness roll. One success. Um, You hear light classical music playing from one floor below. Someone at least was listening to something downstairs. Don't know if they're still there, but it's still playing. I said, what kind of prince doesn't have any money? (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do, guys? It's all credit cards now, anyways. Up or Um, down? Well, so I think we should go down. So Doc thinks his premonition is that reinforcements will come via the roof in a helicopter. So we should be quick or try to plan for that. Be ready for it, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, Oliver, let's bring Oliver back in with the rest of our vamps for a second. All right. I can bring him in. I don't know why I'm just telling my people to do this. <laughs> I have people beauty of being the boss. You power. tell him. No, I don't see him. <laughs> Drunk <Where is> with <laughs> power. <laughs> oh, there he is. I see him. Sorry, sorry, Sean. Here we go. How'd you do on your uh, your Dex plus athletics roll? I wanted to ask before I did it, but can I spend a willpower to re-roll? <laughs> yeah, you should, of course. <laughs> oh, I, I figured as much, but no, no, no. I, I don't mean, of course. Like, why didn't why didn't you go? Ahead? I'm just saying, <laughs> like, go for it, baby. <laughs> That's going to be three successes. Three successes. Okay, so um, uh, you uh, start to hear like even so, you get down to 62. You were on 63, which was her office. You get down to 62. You see a door, right? A door out of the stairwell into whatever this level is. You can hear the faint classical music, uh, and then below. You hear like kunk, 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 kunk. Uh, and uh, uh, down there, uh, if you peer down there, I can tell you more. Yeah, I'm going to look down there. Okay, you see two doors at that level, uh, and one of them kind of seems to be kind of like uh, pointing toward where you know the level would be, like uh, where the quarters would be or whatever. And the other is like like some kind of utility door that would lead into the core of the building. And that's going. Kung, 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 kung. I'm going to so, open the utility door. Okay, and Oliver uh, comes out. Yeah, I kind of tumble out and kind of land on my feet, and I go, "I told you all the utility was the better route." <laughs> um, he looks completely like shredded to hell. <laughs> yeah. Straightening a tie that's like not there anymore. Um, This was my favorite vest. Probably would have been better route. We lost the fop. Um. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You lost Lexi, but goddamn, rock stars die young. Everybody. All right. I Uh, I lean over to Sean and go. I say, Olive. Olive. It's a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Are we going into sixty-two? Everybody, is that where we're going? Yeah, I think. Okay, so you pull Oliver back up a, a level, and you um, 
uh, have a door in front of you. Is there any particular way you're entering it? Just let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to say you just kick it in like all the others. All right. Um, upon entering the personal apartments of Prince Adelaide Ross, you are looking immediately at a small dinette and an elegant little tea service arrayed on a silver tray. Seated at the dinette are two uh, human retainers who are dead, um, stone dead, drained completely dry, and they're arranged in sort of like a mockery of civility, like one of them's holding like a little teacup. Um, it looks like a mad tableau out of Alice in Wonderland. Um, so you can investigate this little scene if you'd like. This is the thing that's put in the parlor right directly as you come out of the door. I can tell you that beyond that, this is sort of an open floor plan that they've turned into apartments by putting up like partitions that sort of act as walls, but don't quite go all the way up to the top of the ceiling, right? It's almost like a really, really elegant cubicle maze that kind of partitions off certain rooms and things like that. And um, yeah, you can tell me uh, what you'd like to do here. Does this look like, um, does it look messy or does it look like it was done with care? It was done with extreme care. Are you investigating it? I would like to, yes. You notice that the fine china teapot contains about a pint of fresh Vitae. And the uh, smell of it hits you, uh, Oliver. And Oliver, you are quite hurt, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, and Oliver, you haven't fed like the others who fed upstairs. No. Oliver, you need to make a willpower roll right now, and I want two successes, or you're going to start drinking this Vitae. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, it says three successes, possible bestial failure. Oh, strange uh, difficulty typed in. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't write a difficulty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah make sure three? you put it that it's a, yeah, yeah, let's make it a two. Then you're good. Then it wouldn't be a bestial failure. Yeah, I'm fine then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, you can decide not to do this or you can decide that you'd like to do this. Uh, if you drink from it, you will be able to take yourself down uh, in hunger and maybe even like heal up some health levels. It's up to you. I can tell you that you uh, now spy a little card, a little greeting card kind of sitting beside the tea set. Can I like pick up the card and read it as I lower myself <laughs> beneath, beneath the udders of Vitae? Uh, oh, you're going udders. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, a little figurative. it's figurative. I'd like to pick up the PC pot and the card and read the card. Okay. The card says honored guests, please, please take some refreshment after your difficult journey to my doorstep. I am slipping into something more comfortable in which to greet you come inside and I will share the full extent of my hospitality with each and every one of you. Do you read that out loud to us? Yeah, I sure do. Don't drink that. <laughs> I will, I will take a moment to consider how hungry I am. <laughs> Place it down, but not because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. At this point, um, I think everybody can make a wits plus awareness roll. Is it an ambush? Is this an ambush? I'll tell you after you make your wits plus awareness. <laughs> <laughs> I get an extra die. <laughs> If you got two successes or more, 
you uh, become uh, aware of a female voice somewhere in the back of this level, like if you go farther in. Pixie? Maybe it's Pixie. What are the chairs around this table made out of? Um, they're like small, like fiberglass type chairs. What's the table made out of? Um, it's like a little fiberglass table with a little glass top. It's quite elegant. Is the tray real silver? It is. Okay, I'm gonna take it. Okay, great. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's let's earn some money. Let's play this like a <laughs> old school Dungeons and Dragons game. <laughs> and there's a werewolf in the park. I'll let you spend your gold at the end. Um, <laughs> so. Guys, you're hearing the voice uh, back further in uh, the um, apartments here. Would you like to search this level, or do you want to go directly to where the voice is? Where do you want to go right now? Everybody uh-huh. hear that? Hear what? I, I look, I go, come out. You're, you're, whatever, whoever you are, you want to live? Get out now. We hear you. Get in and look. Get in here so we can see you. Who are you talking to? I thought I was the crazy one. Oh, <laughs> That's what you're hearing. I'll move toward wherever I hear it. Say, get out of here. Yeah. I'm back. I'll pick up the teacup tea cup and follow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you hold it like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. ready to serve, okay. guys. Um, you start moving through this level. Is everybody doing that or are some people hanging back? I'm going to hang back and keep an eye on the door leading in. Doc will hang okay. with Rosie. Okay, so Doc and Rosie are hanging back and keeping an eye on the door leading in. The rest of you are kind of moving through um, uh, toward uh, this voice. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, I'll stay at the back of the group. You start passing these kind of sectioned off rooms, um, and you see uh, past the parlor there is a kitchen, um, a sort of a pantry area. Uh, a bathroom. Uh, these are things that Kindred don't use, but t- ostensibly they were for the two human retainers who are drained and sitting up front. A closet you're uh, full of cleaning supplies, light bulbs. These things don't quite have doors on them, so you're able to kind of just peek in. Um, and uh, finally, you come to a back sitting room where there is uh, a big uh, flat screen TV and Adelaide Ross's face is on it, and she is speaking, and she's saying, uh, Hello, kindred of Pittsburgh. I am proud and honored to be have chosen your new prince by the Camarilla. As your prince, I make you this promise. The anarch vermin that have been trying to infest our city will be stomped on and snuffed out like the cockroaches that they are. Um, so that is what you're viewing on this screen. And now I'd like to know what everybody is doing turn by turn. I, th- I think that we said that Doc and Rosie were back uh, near that other uh, entrance, right? The entrance mm-hmm. to this level. What about my friends uh, here in this back sitting room? By the way, in this back sitting room where you found the, where the voice was coming from and you, you're seeing the TV, there's actually a little hallway that leads back further. So let me just ask. Uh, Jackson Miller, what are you doing? Um, is you know what? Forget it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the hallway. You're gonna go down deeper. Yep. Okay, great. And um, uh, Bruno, what are you doing? I take a second to look around this room and see if it's trapped. Maybe like a, a trip wire or something that set off a fire or an explosion. 
Okay, great. Um, I'm going to ask you to make a wits plus investigation roll. Uh, I'm going to tell uh, Jackson that he's just going to see what is beyond. Uh, Doc, um, no, I'm sorry, Doc, I know where you're at. I'll come to you in a second. Um, Oliver, what are you doing uh, back here? Are you uh, joining I've, Jackson going deeper? Or are you? No, I'll I'll split the search and search the other half of the room, with Bruno. Okay, you're searching the room with Bruno as well. Give me a wits plus investigation roll as well. And now uh, our two keeping watch, our two keeping watch. Um, I would love if you would please give me um, wits plus awareness rolls. Can instead of that, can I try using sense the unseen? Hey, that's a great idea. Um, yes, you may. You absolutely may. Uh, and so I'm going to make a wits plus awareness roll for you. And uh, what is your, uh, or I'm going to make your, your, your aspects role, your sense the unseen okay. role, role for you and let you know if you sense anything unseen. Let me look here. Sense the unseen, uh, wits plus aspects or resolve plus aspects. Um, uh, okay. What is your, uh, wits plus aspects, my friend? Five. Great. Let's see. Do you have any hunger right now? One hunger. Great. Okay. Um, and uh, Rosie, how'd you do? I had one success. One success. I can tell you that neither of you notice anything. Okay. But um, your sense the unseen is up for the rest of the scene, Doc. Okay. So um, you feel like kind of just like suddenly everything goes boom, like into a photo negative for you. And you're kind of like looking into like the, I don't know, the twilight realm. Uh, and everything looks a little shaky and in a weird color. Uh, how did your uh, wits plus investigations go, Jackson and Oliver? Four. Four. It's Bruno oh, and I'm Oliver. sorry, Jackson. It wasn't you. Bruno and Oliver. How did your? How did you? You got one. Okay, Four. gentlemen. You are like digging through all the like cabinets in the entertainment center and stuff, and you're finding like countless like photos of adelaide ross in fact she's taken like family photos that come like when you buy the frame and she's cut out the heads of the families and put her own face on like every single like body uh and it's just all trash and you find that she's filled photo albums with this jackson you um go deeper and you find two rooms in the back um they are very simple very sparse and they have little cots in them Okay. Okay. This would be for the uh, people. Yeah. All right. New round. Uh, what are people doing? Um, Jackson, what are you going to do now that you've seen this? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to come back to the room that they're at. Is the TV still playing? It is. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, this will be part of a five point plan. Like, you know, she's is like, it, is it mounted to the wall or on a stand? It's mounted to the wall. Okay. I'm going to just try and rip it off the wall and onto the ground. Okay. So this round, uh, Jackson's going to rip the TV out of the wall. Bruno, what are you going to do? Um, Bruno's going to be like, she's not here. She must be on the roof with the helicopter. And he's going to start walking back that way. Okay, great. Um, and then let's go with uh, Oliver. What are you going to do? Feeling suspicious of the silence and everything, I'd 
like to take this round to a cloak of shadows and blend into the background. Okay, so you understand that cloak of shadows depends on you not moving, right? Right. Yeah. For now, I'm going to. But I'll let you move around a little bit. I'll just say that, like, um, if you're moving, I can let someone see you. So you need to tell me when yeah. you're stopping. So you can kind of keep it up for the scene. But sure. like, you have to tell me when you're stopping and staying still. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll position myself to begin with. Uh, so I have eyes on the hallway and the entrance to the area we're in now. Okay, great. And um, uh, Rosie, what are you going to do? You're here, you hear, you hear, um, you hear, uh, I'm sorry, Bruno yelling like, there's nothing back here. I'm going to look over at, uh, who's with me? Is it Doc? Yeah, it's her. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm going to move out and go down to the next level. Okay, great. Or 61. And, yeah, down I'm to 61. To yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem. That makes sense. Down to sixty-one, Doc. What are you doing? So when Rosie goes to open the door and starts going down, he'll step basically into that landing, look up, still, still in his like vampire Arkham vision mode, look down, make sure there's no Nosferatu hiding or anything, and he'll just wait for the rest to come back. It makes sense. It does make sense. Okay. All right. Rosie, um, give me a wits. Uh, actually, give me your wits plus awareness. Okay. Oh, give you the total. Mm-hmm. Three. Three. Okay. Okay. Uh, Rosie, you are now. So at the end of this turn, uh, Rosie, you are now down at sixty-one in front of the door. Doc, you are like using your like sense the unseen to kind of scan above you, like up at the level where you go out onto the roof. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Oliver, you have kind of like blended into the shadows inside of this sort of like TV room and you're just watching. J you're watching Jackson rip <laughs> the TV out of the wall and break it and like, <laughs> like he, her face winks out and that's destroyed that. And, Jackson uh, just tears out of the silence, unwise. <laughs> um, and Bruno, you're kind of moving back through the apartment. Uh, when you are arriving back where that Vitae was sitting before. Okay, now um, a third round is about to begin. And this is when all of you here, like outside of the building, um, the definite sounds of a helicopter, helicopter, um, and now I want to know what all of you are going to do this round. Um, I would like to know, Jackson, what are you going to do? Uh, running through the apartment, get back to the stairway and head up to the roof. Okay, Jackson, what's your celerity rating? I have zero celerity. I'm just going, I'm booking it as fast as I can. Okay, so Jackson, I'm going to say that this takes you one round to get out to the door uh, that leads into this level, 62. Okay. Absolutely. Um, uh, let's, I'm just going to go along the faces I see. Doc, what are you going to do? Doc is just going to announce to everyone just to repeat helicopter and just stand. He's going to wait for the more impressive people to go in front of him. <laughs> okay, great. Um, and he's, uh, is he keeping an eye on the level above or, or is he looking back into the room to communicate to them? What's he doing? He he's keeping an eye on above. Great. 
And uh, Bruno, what are you going to do? You already moved to the door, so you're at the stairwell. Where would you like to go this way? Yeah, round? he was on his way to the helicopter. He said he's not here. She must be at the helicopter. And I'm on okay. my way then. I'm drawing my gun as I as I move toward the helicopter as fast as I can. And if I see a helicopter, I'm shooting at it. Uh, that makes total sense, my friend. I'm going to rule if it's cool with you. It takes you one round to get up the stairs to that door out to the roof, okay? Yep. And you can draw your gun while you do that. Oliver, what are you doing this round? Yeah, uh, forget obfuscate. I'm just gonna I'm gonna book it, but I'm gonna aim to get up to the door, but not go out onto the helipad. I want to just get up okay. inside the door and look. So you us. are right beside my friend Jackson, and you guys yeah. have came come to the stairwell. And Rosie, you were right there at the stair. Oh no, you were down at 61. Do you yeah. want to go into 61, or do you want to go somewhere else? What do you want to do? I think I want to k at least kick in the door and take a quick look in there to see if there's anything in the the room. Okay, great. Rosie, you look, uh, you kick in the door. I'm going to start with you. Uh, and then I'll make sure I narrate what happened to everybody else. Rosie, you kick in the door and you're looking at a big studio apartment that covers the whole level. There's a, in one corner, a huge four poster bed, you know, king size. In the middle of the room, there's sort of like a recessed kind of tub pool that someone could kind of clean themselves in. On the far wall, there is sort of a wardrobe um, with like, you know, scarves and boas and beautiful dresses like designer fashions kind of hanging over like sort of like screens like you'd put up old timey to dress behind um and what i'm gonna allow you to do right now is make a wits plus awareness roll no no successes okay to, rosie you I'm can spend a willpower and re-roll that's smart only one success. Um, I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough. So, Rosie, you, you something seems off to you, but you, you're not sure what. Okay. Now, uh, let's see. Let me narrate everybody else. Uh, Jackson and uh, Oliver both get to the stairwell. Um, uh, Doc, you watch as Bruno passes you, pulling a huge gun. Uh, and now uh, we are in round four. Bruno, I'm going to say that you, if you pop open that door to the roof, you see a uh, helicopter landing. Uh, and uh, oh, one last thing. I have to do one last thing before this whole round starts. What was your what's plus uh, 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 awareness, uh, Doc? You mean my aspects for the... I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Your your aspects plus your um five dice. Five dice. That's 100. right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you still don't see anything. Um, and uh, you're kind of looking up and you're watching Bruno. So, what would everybody like to do this turn, Bruno? What are you going to do? <laughs> you're going to fire uh, your gun at the helicopter, right? Oh, you're muted, my friend. Muted. Yep. Did I do that? No, I did that. Sorry. No, it's okay. um, it, it would make some more sense. And like, I was pretty clear. I'm shooting the helicopter. Uh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So you can go ahead and start making dex plus firearms rolls starting this round. Am I still minus one dex from that? 
net gunners. No, no, no. You guys got free of the net when you got out of that encounter. Okay, um, Jackson and Oliver, what are you doing? I have no reason to suspect there's anything down below, and I hear the helicopter, so I'd be re- I'd be heading upstairs. Okay, great. Um, you guys both. Uh, it takes you one round to kind of get up to where you see. <laughs> fucking bruno like about to open up with a gun and now rosie what are you going to do this round i'd like to keep my stay inside the door with my back like next to it unseen from the outside and just keep my eye down the staircase keep watch yeah okay great rosie okay go ahead i'm sorry jackson go ahead i'm not stepping out either i'm i'm staying behind bruno and the firearm (laughs) hey all (laughs) i mean i think it's smart i don't think i think it's smart um okay rosie what are you doing I know they're all up there. They're taking care of that. I'm something feels off about this room. I'm going to go in and investigate it more thoroughly. Okay, great. Um, give me a, um, I think a wits plus investigation roll. Uh, two successes. Two successes, um, two successes. Uh, I think that's enough for you to start kind of like uh, looking around uh, over by the wardrobe. And uh, when you do that, you notice that behind those like screens of fashion and stuff, there's like a little like utility access door to the outside of the building all the way up here on the 61st floor. There's like a little bit of like a little like utility access area. Uh, and uh, by the way, it's cracked a little bit. So there's like air coming in. And that's what you didn't understand before. Like the little the boas and the scarves were moving a little bit. I'm going to leave you there at the moment. Okay. Um, I want to know how. Uh, so I've got Jackson and Oliver running up the stairs. I've got and taking like taking getting up against either side of the stairwell. I've got Doc kind of like staying down lower and kind of just like looking up and trying to keep an eye out. Um, and Doc, I'm going to roll that Wits Plus Awareness one last time. All right. And now now that Rosie's been gone for a while, he's now looking down, too, because she hasn't like shouted anything. Right. It's been quiet. And now he's um, that's her. right. She hasn't shouted anything. It's been very quiet. And. I mean, I would have shouted when I found the secret door. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's gotten through that yet. I hope you believe me when I say, Doc, since the unseen was such a smart move, <laughs> but but like for whatever reason, it says, you know, I'm supposed to roll for you to miss so that it keeps you a little bit in suspense. You don't yeah. know whether you, you're missing something or not, and you still don't see anything. So Doc's like, where is it? We're fine. And so now I want, oh no. Have I frozen? You have. Yes, you have. I can hear you though. Yes. We have a very, but um, you look like dinner because we have a really good view of your neck. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh well, uh, I'm gonna let you guys get nice Oliver and hungry, hungry guys. I'm going to uh, leave for one second. I'm gonna fix this, and then when I come back, we are going to finish the scenario. Uh, we will go to about six thirty. So here we go. Literal anarchy breaks out now that he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Clint's always watching. Right. Yeah. And the and the secret assistant to the secret storyteller. They'll keep yeah. in line. So many secrets. It's like they're vampires or something. 
Wait, this is about vampires? I know. It's it's funny, huh? <laughs> I am very nervous about the thing that I know is hidden amongst us that I just couldn't see. <laughs> that Nosferatu is still there. I know it. <laughs> the Nosferatu is you. <laughs> right. Yes, we have Nosferatu. We have Nosferatu so today. Wait, Nosferatu. Jared, you've changed. Oh, hey, my Lord. Uh, uh, one moment. Uh, hey, everybody. It's Clint, me, the secret storyteller. Uh, I've been gone because my internet dropped out. And then Jared froze while I was trying to keep up with what was going on on my phone. <laughs> but I'm back now uh, just to keep you all entertained. Dance, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my head. I know absolutely everything uh, behind the scenes that Jared won't tell you. Ask me anything you want to know. Where is the bad guy we need? Where is Adelaide? Yeah, that's what I, exactly what I want to know. Very close. <laughs> Where is Adelaide? When do we get to kick Alan Rickman off the roof of the building? <laughs> you're, you're very close to that as well. No, no, it's... it's uh, get off my plane? Isn't that... It's, uh... it's, no, it's yippee Kaye, motherfuckers. Oh, that's right. When is Ben Brown going to make an appearance? Right. What I want to know is what hobbies the Nosferatu has. Does he knit in his spare time? <laughs> his so, hair is actually all yarn. It's beautiful. Uh, that Nosferatu NPC is one of my greatest creations. I'm very proud of him. I wish you got the chance to talk to him. He would have talked to you. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> seem all that friendly. He, tried, he threw our friend off an elevator. He's just <laughs> grumpy because they shut down Shreknet and won't let him make a new one. That too. <laughs> that was oh, funny. Boy. Uh, he what had are the other? Um, Jared mentioned that there were two other uh, Gen Con events. I, yeah. I I was looking through them. I didn't see them. I, I assume they're completely sold out. Um, Saturday night. Uh, and, uh, tomorrow we are, we'll be doing the uh, attendee game for our Call of Cthulhu game, the Neptune Society. Then Saturday we'll be doing the cast game of Vampire, which. Oh. Will may or may not have a prince in it. We will see. Okay, that's why we couldn't join it because I was looking for the other vampire games to try to join them. But it's the cast. Got it. Yeah. What time is it running on Saturday? I mean Sunday it's with the seven? cast. Uh, four o'clock. Four o'clock. Um, excuse me. Four o'clock Pacific. Seven o'clock Eastern. There you go. Got it. Seven o'clock uh, Pittsburgh time, which is all that matters. That's true. The only time that matters. It's always <laughs> Pittsburgh. I'm actually in the Call of Cthulhu game as well. I, I know. I've had to go I through. I sincerely a hope that you are able to call the Cthulhu. I've never played Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> you, know, oh, you don't want to call the Cthulhu. That's the opposite of what you want. It, oh. is, it is. It is an amazing horror role playing game. <laughs> I've only <sighs> played D and D. This is like my first non D and D game. Kind oh, really? Badass. Yeah, it's awesome. So this is your oh. first vamp- first vampire game ever. First that I've played, I've watched okay. a bunch and I've I've heard about a bunch, but yeah, and I've obviously watched the stream a bunch, but yeah. this is my That's first vampire good. game, and I spent most of it at the bottom of an elevator shaft. It was, we were doing great, right until you fell off I an mean, elevator. You're not in torpor. <laughs> you're not in torpor, so that's a win. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah, pretty. Yeah. pretty badass. You you that fell was, how many floors? <laughs> Twenty, I think he said. Yeah, yeah. My real so. concern is that everybody's going to drop the elevator back on you, trying to save yeah. you. Yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah. It occurred to me. But I thought about it for a second longer. If I found the Nosferatu, I would have said, like, you should have double tapped. (laughs) (laughs) 
I almost wanted to hit like the emergency stop just to see what would happen. <laughs> I'm curious for everybody else who if you guys played Vampire before, but in a different edition. And like, what? How do you feel about the Five E rules? I like Five E. It's pretty straightforward. It's just different. Yeah. This is my first time playing the pen and paper. Okay. But I've played the hell out of the Bloodlines computer game. Mm, sure. Great game. Excited for two. Oh man, it'd be so good. No, I, I think uh, we usually play it on Fantasy Grounds, and I think uh, Jared mentioned you guys. I think about it. It works. Ex- you you had mentioned it too. I think uh, it works really, really good on Fantasy Grounds. So I think it's yeah, it works. Good. It's uh, it's smooth, and I just like game mechanics that are easy yeah. that you can play. And yeah. Fantasy Grounds, like that's why I don't know. Like, so I just click the rouse button. <laughs> it tells me it adds hunger if it fails. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, baby's back. Oh, yeah. there we go. Is he going to be mad at you for telling us where the prince is? <laughs> you guys told him where the prince is? Surprise. Clint is the prince. I hope everybody had time to use the bathroom and eat a snack. Let's finish this. Okay? So, um, my friend Bruno, you were about to fire on a helicopter that had just landed. Uh, how did you do, my friend? How did your uh, attack roll go? How's that, sir? Two successes. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to rule that um, your gun, which is is the SMG you were using earlier, mm-hmm. you kind of spray the side of this helicopter, um, and you're not sure yet how much damage it's doing because uh, the guys inside aren't getting out yet. <laughs> they're just kind of staying there. Uh, maybe they're, like, yelling furiously into their headsets, but you can't what? tell. You- yeah, and I am trying to hit the helicopter, not the guys. I want I to... Wanted- Dismantle the helicopters is the goal. <laughs> I understand. Uh, and is, is there anywhere I can also move where I'm not just wildly in the open? Well, there kind of isn't because now this happens. Um, <laughs> someone is going to try to push you down the stairs that no one has managed to been able be able to see the entire I tried. time. Oh. You tried hard, and I, 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 I hope you believe me. Scout's honor. I like it when players succeed, but you just didn't make it with your sense of the unseen. So Adelaide is going to try to push you down the stairs this turn after you've made your... Uh, and oh my god. 19 successes. <laughs> <laughs> no, try a critical fail. Oh, 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 she's oh, stepping oh, through the bullets. Oh, no, 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 I, I um, shoot her. I'm down the elevator shaft. Here's what I'm going to rule. <laughs> she's like literally like slinking out the door as you're like firing an SMG into a helicopter, like slinking out past you. And you are like, Bruno, you're just like spraying so indiscriminately because you're such a psycho that you just <laughs> wing her, right? And she's like, ah, and she comes out of uh, obfuscate. And she's now like laying there at your feet. Okay, who was running upstairs? I believe it was. Yes, and I was yes. just inside the outside door. Yes. Okay, you guys are both up there. So uh, new round. Uh, Adelaide is like at your feet. She's got like one bullet hole in the back of her fine designer dress. She almost made it past you guys, but uh, she just crit failed her physical sneak to get past. To, well, she was going to actually try to push Bruno. Uh, down the stairwell and uh, maybe she shouldn't have taken that risk so there she is before you what is everybody going to do this turn let me start with jackson miller um do i still have uh claws and prowess and everything uh up or is that a previous scene 
I'm going to call that a previous scene because that happened okay. down in Elysium. So, but you may rouse to uh, bring them in, up again if you'd like. Uh, I'm going to rouse to bring just the prowess up at this point. Um, I succeed. Uh, I'm going to try and grab her and bite for damage. Okay, great. Um, what is uh, what is Bruno going to do? The prince is at my feet. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I am going to kick her head like I'm going for a field goal. Okay, what is uh, Oliver going to do? Go Steelers. You're just gonna say go steal? Oh, okay. I guess. No, 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 no. Sorry. No. I, mean, I mean, wait, wait. No, he won't. He doesn't give a shit about football. Um, Oliver. Uh, Oliver would like to get down on her level and would like to attempt to mesmerize. Okay. Um. Great. He can try that. Um. He could certainly yeah. try that. Um. And then, uh, Rosie, you're gonna run up. I as- I assume, right? Yeah, and also I was wondering, Jared, since we were trying to capture the prince, would I have thought to have brought a wooden stake with me? I think that it's fair that you that you would have. Um, and Rosie, I can tell you since you're in- investigating this like uh, this like little um, uh, balcony, this little kind of like a utility door that it leads outside, and that it might be possible for someone with say like really good leaping and climbing skills to get to the roof that way. I think I'll try it because I can jump 18 feet. Okay. Um, I think that um, it might take you, uh, it might still take you like this round of leaping and then like one more to climb up there because it is like two levels of a skyscraper. But would you like to start trying that? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to make a dex plus athletics roll for me. I know what Adelaide is going to do. Let's nobody. Okay, let's start with people who aren't using fire. Uh, using firearms. Let's start with people who are using something that's not just a physical attack. Is what I mean. Not like just a melee attack. So let's see how Oliver's little uh, ploy goes. I just read mesmerize for like the first time, and this is going to go real well. <laughs> you think it is, eh? Nope. All right. <laughs> so she's a resisting vampire i assume she is a resisting vampire so she she gets a intelligence resolve against my manipulation dominate or she does yes she does okay um and she uh so you're talking to her oliver and what are you saying to her before these guys close in and just start beating her down what are you saying to her Uh, I'm going to say, let me get down close to her. I'm just going to look at her and kind of tilt my head. And I'm going to say, come with us. Okay. And she's going to say to you, like, listen to me. I Uh am the one who can restore order to this city. I am the person that will make this city neat and tidy. I will put all of the eyes, uh, dots on the eyes, and I will cross all the T's. And she's talking to you about all the things that really matter to you suddenly, Oliver. And she's not only resisting your mesmerize, she's attempting a dementation on you. Uh, How many successes did you get? Uh, That's a weird looking roll. It says four successes. I rolled four dice, but it looks weird. But it says four successes. There's stars involved. You got a critical. Yeah, I got two star onks and two nothings. What? You got a critical? If that's what that means. Mm-hmm. 
I have, I have a red dot and then I have two starred onks and a black yeah. dot. Did yeah. you just critical the Prince of Pittsburgh on a mesmerized roll? Sounds like. <laughs> yes, and? <laughs> um, I'm just so disappointed in her, <laughs> but proud of you guys. So you, you told her to come with you, right? Come with us. Okay. And she was kind of trying, I said demontation, but I am, I apologize. What I really meant was that, uh, but you critted, I can't do anything. You fucking critted me. <laughs> so, um, she kind of just sort of, I can't believe this is happening, but she kind of just stands up and kind of like surrenders herself to all of you and puts her like hands forward. All right, bruisers do your worst. It's your turn. <laughs> She was going to try to turn Oliver against you, but the dice have gone wonky. Um, I, I see her like relent and I'm going to pull back from what I was going to do from the attack. Like, I'm not going to attack her if we like socially subdued her. Okay, Bruno. <laughs> the chances that Bruno's not going to attack her just because you socially subdued her is uh, slim and none. And slim just left. <laughs> um, Bruno is a psychopath, Jackson. <laughs> I, I, Jackson, I really respect your choice. And now let's learn more about Bruno's choice. <laughs> He's just like you were right. He's a psychopath. Oh, that's not a great roll. That's actually only three successes. That's a remarkably not good roll. <laughs> okay, well that happens sometimes. Um, so what <laughs> um, you describe to me exactly what you're doing, Bruno. Well, I was going to try to kick her, but she stood up. Yeah. So I'm just going to gut punch her. <laughs> um, she goes down onto her knees. Um, this breaks uh, Oliver's uh, mesmerized condition <laughs> over her. How'd you do on your Dex Plus Athletics roll, Rosie? Um, I rolled three Sorry. dice and I got three <laughs> successes. Rosie, you're like <laughs> you're like on like outside the building on like 60. Uh, two right now, and I need another Dex Plus Athletics roll from you this round, and you're going to be coming up on the other side of the helicopter. Does that make sense? The yeah. helicopter's like across the roof. You're going to be coming up like behind them. They're paying attention to your friends who are currently uh, gut-punching the Prince of Pittsburgh in the stomach, and now what's everybody going to do this round? Jackson Miller. Now I'm going to try and just like grapple and bite. Okay, and uh, Bruno continuing to beat her down. Yep. <laughs> Doc Hershey, what are you doing? So I guess at this point, Doc will just move up to the top of the stairs. and like, oh, we're clear back here. Nothing. Oh, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, well, I'm going to kind of freely turn to Bruno and say that was unwise. And I'm going to bite to damage because <laughs> that's what everybody else is doing. And it seems wise. Biting to damage. We're basically trying to diablerize our friend Adelaide Ross. Okay. Um, and like Adelaide uh, diablerize. When you feed on another vampire, usually to gain their blood potency and power, um, Adelaide is going to run. She's going to run. So um, I would like for um, you all to make your attack rolls. First of all, Rosie, how'd you do on your roll? Uh, this time I had two successes. 
Okay, Rosie, that's enough. I, I'm going to say that you're currently peeking up over the edge of the building in your leather jacket, and you can kind of see like the landing gear of the helicopter right ahead of you. Um, and you can do something to those guys or that helicopter next round. But right now, I want to know how everybody did on their attacks. So you said what, you were doing a attack bite roll? attack, right? That's a little harder, isn't it? I'm rousing up another physical dice. I'm grappling. You're going to roll a brawl points. attack, a strength plus brawl attack at negative two, each of you guys. And she is just going to roll have one strength, then nothing happens, I'm assuming. Can I just... Um, yeah, that's... that's Well, you'll have zero dice to roll. You can roll... Actually, right. I, I think you can always roll one dice, but if it's a fail, like it's like a big fail. Hey, okay. Jared, just to yes. clarify, uh, the plan is to grapple and bite. This round, it's the wraparound grapple. Right. Okay. Understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're just grappling at first. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know how many successes did you get Jackson Miller? Four. How did you, how many successes did you get Bruno? Seven. Seven. Okay. And how many successes did you do? Okay. You got one success. Okay. So, um, okay. She got, um, she didn't get enough to, to get away. She, she got three, which is good. And you got three, right, Jackson? You got four. So if she had gotten like equal to you guys, I would have let her start running, right? Like if she, if if none of you had gotten more than three, I would have let her start running. But all of you got an incredible amount of successes. So Jackson, you have her held. Bruno, you're biting. Sure. Okay. Um, and um, we said that our friend <laughs> Oliver is also biting, right? Sure. I, go, I, I, with a blood thing, I go, this is wise. Whoever's <laughs> <laughs> hungry. All right, guys. Um, Feed me, Seymour. Um, so here's what's happening. You guys are all uh, suddenly feeding on Adelaide Ross. Um, I'm going to let Jackson uh, all. Well, uh, Jackson, do you want to do you want to bite her now? If I'm biting, I'm biting for damage to send her to torpor. I'm not feeding from her okay uh, what about are, bruno i want to know what they're biting for oh, Bruno's trying to kill her. right so he's biting for damage as well yeah. <laughs> and oliver how about you oliver's hungry okay great <laughs> um <laughs> now what's going to happen um is that um a guy is uh getting out of the helicopter um he's got a big tank on his shoulder and he's moving toward all of you. Oh no. Um Rosie, you are climbing up. So what's uh Wait. what's everybody going to do this round? Rosie, what are you going to do? You're on the other side of the helicopter from the guy that just got out of it. I'm going to use my daunt and scream at the guy still in the helicopter, try and intimidate him. Fucking get out of here. Uh, I love that. I love it. Okay, and then I want uh to know what uh Jackson is going to do. I am holding her restrained with uh, prowess, just trying to bite to put her to torpor. I do not want to kill her. Those were not our instructions. <laughs> okay, Oliver, what are you doing? Uh, I am. Yeah, I'm going to let go and I'm going to follow Jackson on this and start to try and move her away from the landing pad. Bruno? Biting to cause Bur damage? Bernie's deflecting damage. And um, Doc, what are you going to do? So Doc, Doc is now at this top, and you can see all this playing out, right? He's going to just yell. He's going to he's going to say, "Stake her, let's go." Okay. 
Um, here we go. Uh, let's start with your daunt, uh, Rosie. Uh, so you scream. Um, get the fuck out of here. Uh, and let's see. Yeah. Um, can you give me a uh, a presence plus your intimidation? Okay. Um, two successes. This guy got three, so he's not listening to you. Okay. And my uh, last willpower and reroll. You may. Let's see if I can get a couple. That makes three successes. Guys, unfortunately, I have to end the session soon, but I think we're just about to find out with this role what ultimately happens to the Prince of Pittsburgh. Um, the guy with the uh, flamethrower is going to approach. He's like within firing distance. And he's like, put her down. Put her down. Um, what uh, is Jackson Miller doing? He's just holding her, right? Yep. No problem. She remains held. What is Oliver Sorensen doing again? Oliver's going to step through the door and stand between the flamethrower and the prince. That's interesting. Bruno, what are you doing? Uh, I am inflicting damage and assuming he, that they won't flamethrower their prince. And Doc is like, Staker, Staker, Staker! Yeah, like, um, they yeah. won't flamethrower their prince, but they will flamethrower Oliver Sorensen. Oh. Uh, to the tune of four uh, aggravated damage. I think that's it. Um, Oliver goes up in flames. Um, and um, uh, the guy is now like turning the uh, flamethrower on you. I'm not going to bother with a bunch of damage rolls right now. You had Adelaide in your power. You were holding her tight. You were all kind of uh, pawing at her. And she is like, I, I think very quickly, based on the amount of potence that Bruno's bringing in Torpor. And so now I want you to, if you would, narrate uh, your epilogue. I think that you guys have succeeded in your mission. There's still this guy with a flamethrower. He's just taken out Oliver Sorensen. And he's waiting for a signal from Adelaide, uh, but she's not moving anymore. What are you guys going to do? How does this end? I'm going to allow you to narrate how it ends. Take a moment and tell me what you think happens now uh, as Oliver's corpse burns to ash in front of you. Well, Oliver was able to get all the way to the top by the stairs. So theoretically, we can get all the way out via the stairs. Right. Yeah. I think we're going out near the steps. Kind of dra- I'm dragging the tor- we're dragging the torpored prince and spraying gunfire behind us. And it, maybe we get lucky and one of the gunshots hits the, uh, the flamethrower tank. And <laughs> that guy has a bad ending. <laughs> what about you, Jackson? What are you thinking? How's he making this extraction? Uh, I'm keeping Daunt up all the way down, um, just like kind of leading as much as possible so that anyone who tries to attack has to like overcome it before they do. Um, heading down the stairs all the way to the exit, um, back down to the parking garage. Okay, great. Um, so you're going to have to go back to, uh, let's see, it's like 60 and then, no, 63, and go through the office, and then down to 60, and then get back in the elevator. Is this the plan, guys? Is this what's happening? Yeah, well, and I'll, I'll use my leap to catch up with the other guys. Maybe catch the flame flower, flower, 
flamethrower guy in the head as I pass him. Oh yeah, he's not expecting you, Rosie. Give yeah. me a uh, give me a uh, strength plus brawl roll. I want that from you. Then I want rolls for you guys on your escape. Let's see how well the escape goes. Right. So you've described going out the way you came in. You're going out of that garage again. So I want you to pick the person who would be the very best to lead you. And that person is going to roll. uh, They're going to roll. Let's see. I think to get out of a building quickly and with great great, uh, speed and cunning so that you are not kind of caught by any more guards or anything like that, I would love a... Dexterity plus, no, a wits plus stealth roll from whoever is leading you all out of the building. That's probably me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think that what you've set up for yourselves is an incredibly difficult situation, Jackson. I mean, like, you know, uh, there were a lot of ways maybe to get it Adelaide or maybe like to take her back out. But she got out to the roof. There was the flamethrower guy. How did your, uh, how did your attack go, Rosie? Three successes. Okay, Rosie took out the flamethrower guy from behind. He didn't even see her coming. So you're all like moving back through the building as quickly as you can. It's like a chase. It's a race against time to get out of here. I want four successes for you to get out of this building and into your van with uh, her scot-free, with her body scot-free. I want four successes on this Wits Plus Stealth roll, Jackson Miller. I got three. Jackson. I already did. I did get the three. Here's how I'm going to end the story, guys. And I want you to all know that you did an incredible job. You were fucking fantastic. You were brutal psychopaths. A lot of you. Uh, Lexi (laughs) died. He went out the way a rock star wants to die. As that that elevator opens into the parking garage, and you're looking at like, 30 police officers oh. in SWAT gear and you're ho- covered in blood and you're holding the body of Adelaide Ross and that's when they all just go and then we do the slow motion part of like the crime movie where the guy you know that pays for his you know final his final job, you all kind of go down in slow motion. But you're not mortals. You're vampires. So there's a chance. There's a chance that one day you will rise again. And that's where we're going to end. Thanks for listening. Keep up with our schedule and find out about all the cool things we have planned by following us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore stream of blood underscore. We're on Reddit at r forward slash stream of blood and join the stream of blood Facebook group. This podcast is produced by Andrew Struther, Brian Baldinger, and Clinton Trucks. I've been your storyteller, Jared Logan. And now today's Pittsburgh fact, the Carnegie Museum of Art, which first opened in 1895 in Pittsburgh, was the world's first modern art museum. 
The Toreador used it as a haven until a bloody schism in the early 90s moved their headquarters to the Andy Warhol Museum. 